seven o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah. Who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's what where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me as always on the program, the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. 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 Uh, <laughs> I just want to make, I, I have an announcement to make. Sure. I am not a nationalist. I, I'm, you know what I am? Uh, you know what I am? Not a nationalist as well. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So anyway. I want to put that out there. I think it's yeah. important. Yeah. I'm an American. Absolutely. I'm part of a greater global community where I would like to see everyone do as well as we do. Boom. And uh, also, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, is off tonight. So uh, the one and only, it, it, you know, uh, hey, look at this. You get him not once, not three times, but twice this week. That's right. Bobber from Four Freedoms Blog uh, is uh, gracious enough to join us for all three hours tonight. And here's his uh, little uh, thing. Not, I mean, that is a little thing. I have no knowledge of that. <laughs> I have no knowledge of that. So, but from what I understand, there's you, no wait, no complaints that right. in that department. From what I've under, understood, understood. <laughs> no, there's no problems. There's no problems. <laughs> and Bob, leave his me, me. let me tell you, his hands and feet are enormous. So, there you go. Yes, I concur. <laughs> so, uh, jingle. I meant his jingle, not his dingle. So. <laughs> Anyway, we got to start the night with a laugh because it's so, so much ugliness going on. It, it, there is, it's ugly out there. I mean, so where are we? We're about two weeks away from, uh, we're exactly two weeks from. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Two weeks. From, from the midterms. And so far, Trump has promised the middle class a tax cut before the midterms and has reneged on it. Jesus Christ. He has, um, Threatened his administration has threatened to, to uh, uh, take away transgender rights uh, and and come up with some kind of really creepy binary like legal definition of what what is a man and what is a woman. Yeah. So oh. marriage equality, well, they'll come for that next, and then they'll go for interracial uh, marriage uh, and everything else. Um, and you know. Until we get to, um, you know, what the the um, Handmaid's Tale. That's what Pence would like. You know that that creepy little fucker, Trump's number one fluffer. Um, and not only <laughs> not only that, but now he's he said, um, he said, oh well, you know these scary brown people coming from you know uh, you know South America. 
Well, there's even scarier brown people mixed in. It's so insane. And, it, you know, so, so I mean, just three little things he's done in the past few days. And now today, or no, yesterday, he just decided to say, I'm a nationalist. He said it again today. He doubled down today. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, well, here, let's let's hear it, because where was, do you, do you remember where this rally was? Was this Texas? Was it, was he, I think uh, it was, oh, it was I don't probably, know. Or Florida? Yeah, I think it was, a, it was a pro cruise. It was, he was campaigning think, for a cruise, right? Yeah, I think it was. I was going to say Nevada, but no, I think it was last night in Texas. Yeah, so, so he says this uh, to, to a crowd of uh, fucking yokels. Radical Democrats want to turn back the clock or the rule of corrupt power-hungry globalists. You know what a globalist is, right? You know what a globalist is? A globalist is a person that wants the globe to do well, frankly, not caring about our country so much. And you know what? We can't have that. You know, they have a word. It sort of became old-fashioned. It's called a nationalist. And I say, really, we're not supposed to use that word. You know what I am? I'm a nationalist, okay? I'm a national. Oh my god. National. Nothing. Use that word. Use that word. Derp, 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 derp. <laughs> um pretty much. You know, uh, so I have this to say when he says when he says this. I'm a nationalist, okay? No shit. No, really? I uh, th- th- thank you for once for fucking being honest, you miserable bag of shit. Well, there is that. You know, depending on whether or not he even knows what he's talking about, I mean, he he may have may have somebody may have whispered in his ear, "Just say you're a nationalist," and so he says it without even knowing what it, what it means. I don't know. When that patriot was, patriot is I don't know enough. if I want to give him that much credit. Mm. I mean, well, if, if calling an idiot is, is giving him credit. I, I think that Stephen Miller probably whispered in his ear. Hmm. You know, maybe yeah, Steve Bannon, he had maybe Steve Bannon, he had plenty of seats at his little thing recently. Uh, so <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, well, Steve, you know what? Go ahead. The stars are bright, the people are white. <laughs> oh no! No, the dogs hate that. The dogs hate what that. Happened? The dogs hate. The dogs wow. are not racist. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. um, oh my god! Jesus <laughs> all right, I'll be back. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna mute. Right, you no, all right. Bob, continue. There you go. So oh, I, think, I think I set them off. <laughs> you might have. You might have. But you know, I I love this. Uh, tr- you know, Trump said. Uh, yeah. You know what I am. Uh, you crazy lunatic 70 year old man baby oh yeah that or uh, you know what I am the big dirty asshole there you go that's one uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good one yeah uh, or this you one you know what I am it's a baby fucking wheel man holy shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah you just fill in the blank you know what I am um, you're the worst fucking human being that's ever sat in the Oval Office in my lifetime, and I'm sure many other people's lifetimes. I think anyone that's still alive, regardless of age, in their lifetime. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I can't imagine who would be who would have been worse 
I mean, I you know, students of history might be able to, to uh, mm-hmm. say, but I, I certainly can't. I can't think of anyone. Yeah. And Heather says, a white nationalist. And it's an eh, it, orange-tinted white nationalist, yes. Um, and uh, You know what? And what do white nationalists think of Ted Cruz, who's who they wouldn't consider white, and yet there he is, you know, campaigning for him. He's a Cubanadian, so <laughs> he's tough as Texas. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you oh, know, Ted. except when he's persecuted. Yes, and. <laughs> I'll find that in a moment. Here. I am a baloney scientist. There we go. I got his dad. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know. Uh, hi there. Hi there, Rain. And uh, there. Why am I persecuted? That. Yep. So, but yeah. So, Rain, I was just playing for Bobber. You know, I love that Trump said this. You know what I am? The big dirty asshole. How about that one? Uh, well, oh. only only unless that ash hole ash hole <laughs> is bleached white. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't want to think about that. That's uh, I need to, I'm gonna bleach out my eyes on that one. So. I, I just ate. Hey, come on now. Uh, the burning feels good. Fuck uh, up, Bob. I just ate too. The burning means it's working. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so I, I gotta tell you, I'm yeah. still, I'm, I really am a gog that he's, he said it yesterday, and he doubled down today. I'm a mm-hmm. nationalist, and and literally it was um, J- Jim Acosta. Jim yes. Acosta asked him point blank, "When you say nationalist, do you mean white nationalist?" And he said, "I don't know what that means." Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So either he's when, lying or he's stupid, and, and neither one is, is acceptable. When exactly? When, well, yeah, uh, uh, so this is the thing that makes me think: yes, he absolutely is a white nationalist. Is the fact that he's talking about this migrant caravan? Which, by the way, if you know, it, w- if you if you listen to a conservative, you'd think that they're you know at the border wall with hatchets and and pickaxes and they're you, you know and yeah. they're they're all going to be you know raping us all in the face within five minutes, and yeah they've all got drugs and they they got their dicks right yeah. rape yeah oh. and uh, and and they're uh, well. it, at best at best on foot all these women children and. Uh, men who many of them are very, very sick from this journey that they're taking. They're at the southern tip of Mexico, and if they march nonstop for like eight hours a day, they'd be here in like 44 days. Two months. Yeah. That's, you know. I, I reposted that on my on my page. They're, they just crossed the border of Guatemala. And so if they... Uh, the, I have to look into it. It could be just a meme. It could be incorrect. And if it is, whatever. Well, Shepard Smith laid it out today. But The greater uh, point is if they walk all day, every day, they won't reach the American border for two months. Yeah. So, so and that, you know, and that's still a very conservative estimate. Yeah. Well, that just says to me that Trump is really a coward. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the but to the point of him being a white nationalist, what he said 
was that, you know, and what Pence said, oh my God, I, I, I don't know where the fuck to start really with this because I, I, I was so, I'm so angry, but basically they're saying that of course there are, are, you know, um, Middle Easterners in, you know, with these people from South America because you can't tell them apart. Yes. They're just, they're brown and you, you know, you just can't tell them apart. And here's here's something that I, I find interesting. And when I say find interesting, I mean I find Pence to be a racist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There is a really good chance that Trump doesn't know the difference between Mexicans and Middle Eastern people because Trump looks at people. They're not white. If they're not white, they're the others. Yeah. Pence, Pence is smarter. Yeah, unless you kiss Trump's He's- ass. Then he'll be like, oh, you're one of the good ones. Right. That's the thing that really bothers me is that Pence is just flat out going full racist. Willfully. Willfully. I'm not trying to give Trump a pass on any of this. But Trump is dumb as a box of rocks. Uh Pence is not. Sometimes I think the rocks, you know, got something on them. Yeah, really. Their hands are bigger. (laughs) Their hands are bigger. Um, but yeah, I mean, Pence, you know, he's not an idiot. So, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's saying. Well, let's, let's yeah. listen that, to this. That, make, that makes it that much worse. Yeah. Let's listen to this, this first clip. Cause I have three clips of, of audio on this, um, this caravan, uh, actually four, because I have one, one from Shepard Smith. Um, but this was yesterday. Uh, I think Trump was getting ready to get on marine one or i don't know something he was getting on a helicopter you know what you should do john go into the middle of the caravan take your cameras and search okay search. no no take your john take your camera go into the middle and search you're gonna find ms-13 you're gonna find middle eastern you're gonna find everything and guess what we're not allowing them in our country we want safety we want so just so you know you'll find everything you'll find everything so you'll also find some smurfs you'll also find <laughs> some robots probably strawberry some nin- probably s- some ninjas some cowboys uh what about strawberry shortcake yeah strawberry shortcake of course you're gonna find everything so you know you will find the cartoon character strawberry shortcake and just a large pile of shortcake with strawberries uh, on with top. strawberries, yes, of course, and because with cream. Strawberries come from Mexico too, and also it's right, part they're, they're of everything. Right, not American strawberries. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep strawberries American or something. Yeah, make <laughs> strawberries great again. Make strawberries racist again. Um, so <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but listen, I, I may have picked up vegetables. Go well, you can I can taste America in my fruit. So <laughs> in the middle, in the middle of that clip, did I, I think I heard this. He said, take your John and go in the middle. I I don't, he said, John, take your, and probably said, John, take your cameras. So yeah. So you take your I John. Think I too. heard him say, take your John. They could probably use some porta potties. They could probably use some porta potties. So do that. He probably, he, he probably, you know, split his sentence like he does all the time. Take your. <sighs> John, take your cameras. I'm, I'm still. That would be an awesome like clip. That take uh, it, John. I'll, 
I'll have to I'll have to go back through that. Um, in the middle. So so t- so that one was you know take cameras go down there you totes find them you find everything. And you know like just, they don't it's it's the it's the liberal media trying to hide it right yeah 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 it's a false negative. And and Pence came up with a way. He's talking to Robert Costa from Washington Post today on Washington mm-hmm. Post Live. And Rain, thank you for finding this. Um, this is a longer clip. That's only a minute and a half. But I, I fucking, you know, I, I was, I watched this and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And it, he just twisted himself uh, into the fanciest, most filthy pretzel uh, to to <laughs> to justify Trump's lie. And he did it again today. We'll, we'll hear that after. But listen to this. Immigration's become a, a major issue. The president keeps talking about this migrant caravan. And he, he references Middle Easterners that are part of this caravan without evidence. Uh, why is that? And where is the evidence, if any? Well, it's inconceivable that uh, there are not um, uh, people of Middle Eastern descent in a crowd of more than 7,000 people. What? You fucking piece of shit. It is inconceivable to think that there wouldn't be Middle Easterners in a, in a crowd the size of 7,000 from South America. <laughs> Because I mean, you're more likely to find Germans from the, you know, that that committed the the Holocaust or their 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 descendants than you will Middle Easterners. Yeah, you know what's inconceivable is, is finding someone of Middle Eastern or Latin American descent in a Trump rally. Um, unfortunately, there are there are supporters um, of all races of Trump, but they're probably they're real hard to find. And if you want to find them, just look behind Trump because they always pick the brown person out and stick them back there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that yeah, that, that it's amazing, inconceivable, right? inconceivable that there wouldn't be. Are you out of your, how <laughs> stupid do you think? Well, I know how stupid they think their supporters are, but the rest of us. You're a fucking lunatic. This lie just keeps getting greater too, because there's that. That's just like the first twenty seconds of it. What's What's really infuriating about this is that Trump and Pence and all of their supporters are ignoring the fact again, because we went through this last spring, the, the caravan last spring. They're ignoring why people are leaving Honduras. This is the country this time. Why they're leaving Honduras? Because there's slaughters going on there. Yep. And so basically, what, what, when I heard that, I was like, oh, it's inconceivable. So you're trying to say that somebody came from the Middle East, went to Honduras, embedded themselves in with the migrants. And now they're trying to come up into the United States to be terrorists? Yeah. That's inconceivable, to be really honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's continuing his, uh, again, twisting himself into the grotesque uh, meat pretzel. Uh, advancing toward our border. I mean, the truth is, well, let me, let me, sure. statistics on this. I mean, in, oh, in sure. the last fiscal oh. year. This ought to be lies. Uh, uh, we apprehended more than, uh, more than uh, 
more than 10 terrorists or suspected terrorists per day southern border uh, from countries that are referred to in the lexicon as other than Mexico. That means ah! the Middle East region. <laughs> the lexicon of I mean, other they, than they, Mexico. The they would not be in this large throng that was that what the president of Honduras told me was organized by leftist groups in Honduras, bullshit by Venezuela, bullshit, uh, and oh sent God. north to challenge our sovereignty and and challenge our border. <laughs> um, and now it's it's grown. We the president had me reach out to uh, President Hernandez in Honduras, to President Morales in Guatemala. We've been working very closely with Mexico. We're going to do everything in our power to prevent uh, this caravan uh, from uh, coming north and, and uh, violating our border. You gonna nuke him, asshole? You gonna nuke him, Whitey? <laughs> Fucking, oh my God. I it's swear to it's... God, somebody just became the most punchable person, person in Washington, D.C. <laughs> that man's name is Mike Pence. Well, it should have been all along, because Mike Pence, I think, I, Trump is awful. But mm-hmm. Mike Pence... He's he's got the power levers. The the he levels really of bullshit in that lie. They they're coming from the lexicon of other than Mexico. So Which you could be any fucking country in the world. So yeah, Mike Pence is other than Mexico. America? You know how many countries are in South America and Central America that aren't Mexico? Um, ask a Trump All supporter, the and they'll say one. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Well, yeah. So, so, uh, and, 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 so, and, other other than Mexico means from the Middle East. So, Mike Pence and Donald Trump are from the Middle East. So are we. Jesus. I guess so. That's the in the lexicon of other than Mexico. What the fuck kind of horseshit is that? You, I mean, you, uh, oh my God. The the lexicon of other than Mexico. Oh, thank you for telling us Hondurans aren't from Mexico. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> God, what a humongous hunk of shit. So oh. A bunch of ragtag people escaping war are trying to challenge our sovereignty? Yeah. The challenge the border. Chal- they're going to challenge our sovereignty and challenge our border. Challenge of the Border Patrol. God. What? An- you know, I, I know that we're, we'll probably get into this later on in the show, and but what, what has infuriated me with this whole entire thing... Is, oh, they're coming. They're marching. And we already discussed it's going to take them at least two months to get here. Yeah. In the meantime, Trump is and his administration, they're like, we're going to cut off all the funding to Honduras. In other words, we don't want to give the country a reason to change what's happening down there to make sure that people don't have to leave their country. But we're still going to give them billions of dollars to uh, Saudi Arabia or their sell sell our military yeah. goods to Saudi Arabia. I mean, there there's a way to stop this. There is a way to stop this. And it's not an overnight thing. But the way to stop this is to start sending humanitarian aid down to the countries that are just rife with freaking gang violence. Yeah. 
Um, you know, you, you hear Trump talking about, oh, MS-13. Oh, what is he doing to help stop gang violence in this country? Nothing. <sighs> what is he help doing to help stop Nothing. MS-13 in El Salvador? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, and here's Shep Smith. Shep Smith, uh, here's 20 seconds of him from Fox News. Trump is calling the caravan a national emergency, and he's claiming criminals and unknown Middle Easterners are mixed in with the crowd. An important note. Fox News knows of no evidence to suggest the president is accurate on that matter, and the president has offered no evidence to support what he has said. Ah, and that's important going into the next clip, because this is Jim Acosta questioning Trump, and then he throws this he throws the ball to to he talks to trump and then uh, trump throws the ball to pence and then it goes back to trump and there's so many levels of lies and by the time you get to the end trump basically has nothing left to say except his crowds are big fucking nuts fucking nuts i'll say you know what's what here's something well you know what's more likely than you know a Middle Eastern terrorist being embedded in in the seven thousand people coming from um, South America is that there are actual white nationalist terrorists and Nazis and Klansmen um, in a Trump rally. That's much yeah. more likely. That's much more likely. And now he's he's you know again he's got the megaphone out saying I'm one of you. I'm a nationalist now. So, um, but listen to this. Listen in. Um, Actually, you know what? We'll listen to this when we come back from the break because uh, it's going to take us. Uh, it's like four minutes long. So, um, yeah, I'm. I, I, you know, I, bef- go ahead. Before we go to the break, I read an article today, and the headline, the headline itself, said only six percent of Americans are white nationalists. And my response was, only really, only six percent is way too many. Oh yeah. If you ask me, if you if somebody supports Trump, they are, you know, by default a white nationalist. Because of the things yeah, he said well, and he's done, uh, you know, to to ignore it, you're allowing it, you know, because I, you know, I really, I really think that, you know, because I mean, we know he's a racist, but I think he's just qualified it into and embrace this idea. I don't think he. It, it, I know he's an idiot, but I, I really think it doesn't take somebody. You don't have to be smart to be a white nationalist. You see what these people look like and how they dress and how few teeth they have. I mean, you know, white nationalist is somebody who has so little in their life that they brag because they won the fucking sperm lottery and became white. Oh god! You know, it's like. It's like my old white trash neighbor. He had nothing in his life, uh, so he screamed at people to get off his front lawn if they were of color. You know? It was, you know? Don't walk on the grass! Mumble an N-word. You know? So, anyway. Macaroni. (laughs) Break happy time. Tuesday. Yeah, happy Tuesday. We'll be right back with uh, more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night. Something's going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something
what you play when you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work this is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucker in the air. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. 
I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played the laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Warning. This preview cannot show all of the terrifying and grotesque transformation sequences from the last 30 minutes of Indie Media Weekly. You have been warned on IndieMediaWeekly.com. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastards! What a worth, it's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C., Hi, hi. Do we still have a nationalist as a president? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's so, great. That's well, great. Well, a, a large portion of the country does, but not me. I am uh, <sighs> presidentless. Um, and uh, because if, if he doesn't represent me, which he doesn't, he doesn't represent any of my fucking values. I mean, geography isn't who I am. You know, he doesn't represent me. He's not my fucking president. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and, uh, and of course you are Bobber half joining us also from four freedoms blog, Bobber, der Braumeister in Washington, DC. Greetings. Salutations. Um, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) all right. So this next clip, this was in the oval office today. Jim Acosta asked for proof of this, uh, and and it, it, oh my god, it's so infuriating! It is so infuriating. But you need to hear it. Everybody needs to hear this about the caravan. Um, it's like you know they they it, it basically it was Trump's just blatant stupid wants it to be true lie. Pence's again ugly grotesque drippy meat pretzel lie. Um, and then the realization by the end that uh, they pulled a Herb Kane. I don't have facts to back this up. It's it's so grotesque. It is so grotesque that they are lying and that people believe this. And they and again, they get to the end and they say, nah, there's no proof. But it could be! <laughs> you know? Uh, again, you know, uh, there, there's a... Uh, yeah. 
There's no, there. You know what? There's no proof that a ceiling cat exists, and my cats talk but, to it. But it, it, it could happen. But it could be. Yeah, it could be, everybody. But listen, this is. I'm gonna play it un- uninterrupted because it's just. It's so mind-numbing. You had said that there were Middle Easterners yeah. in the caravan. Can you explain that? Are you saying there are terrorists? Well, they could very well be. Yeah, they could very well be. And if you look at... Uh, Do you know for sure? Uh, I have very good information. I have very good information. <laughs> uh, and if you look at what's happened with Honduras and statements made about Honduras and even statements a phone call that made. our vice president had uh, today, which I think he can maybe reveal. Do you want to mention that, Mike? Is that okay? Probably. Certainly. Go ahead, please. No, at the president's direction, I spoke to uh, President Hernandez of Honduras. He told me that the caravan that's now making its way uh, through Mexico, headed for the southern border, was organized by leftist organizations and financed uh, by Venezuela. Uh, and uh, that's we, uh, not uh, as, as we've said. And the Democrats, maybe. And the Democrats. What? Well. Okay, everybody laughed at him there. Everybody laughed at him there. So I was going to run it. When he said, and the Democrats? Yeah. I'm I'm actually speechless that Trump and the Democrats and the Democrats. Leftist organizations does not equal terrorism. Right-wing organizations... See, left-wing organizations are all about humanitarianism and not judging somebody for, you know, their belief system or uh, or their race or creed or national origin. Now, ISIS or Al-Qaeda, um, they want you dead if you're not exactly like them. Kind of like I, conservatives. Kind of like I, fundamentalist conservatives. I, I, I do need... I need to correct you on this, though. What's Sorry that? to do this, but... Left-wing organizations in the United States. Sure. Because once you get outside of the United States, left-wing is equivalent to what we have as right-wing here in America. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I would say maybe it's kind of on a case-by-case basis. Because if you look at what you know they consider right-wingers in, in England, you know, they're kind of yeah. like, can you know... Blue Dog Democrats, you know? Yeah, and I only say that because I don't want anybody on the right-wing side to come after us. Sure. I mean, it's just a smear job anyway for him to say leftists, you know, know, all these leftists, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I get that. I get that because there's there's some... I'm correction if we're going to go outside of like... Because now we're talking about international shit. But once you get outside of... of, American right versus left, it becomes something different. Sure, and, it, and but I if you think that Pence and Trump are playing on that, they're trying. Yeah, they're trying uh, their damnedest to smear everybody along the way. Um, but anyway, uh, continuing. But Democrats, really? Yeah, Democrats. Democrats. But they laughed Damn at him for teasing about that. But where's the proof that Democrats are paying for this caravan? Why uh, would they pay for a caravan? You know what? Two gonna, weeks before you're going to find out, and we're going to see. Well, maybe they made a bad mistake too. We're going to find out about that. What Shut else did the they fuck say? up. Did they say something? Well, just that it's it's been organized by uh, leftist groups. They've made their way north. Once so once they crossed into Guatemala, now crossed into Mexico. There's some estimates north of seven thousand. Migrants, so the group is growing. 
uh, of the United States of America intervenes and prevents 10 terrorists or suspected terrorists from coming into our country every day. So it's, it is inconceivable that there would not be individuals uh, from the Middle East as a part of this growing the caravan. And what the president's determined to do is put the safety and security of the American people first. And I know the president will be addressing this in the coming days about ways we need to close the loopholes that human traffickers and other dangerous individuals used to entice vulnerable families to make the long and dangerous trek north. Mr. Vice President, are you saying that you have evidence that there are terrorists in the Caribbean right now? What I can say to you is... You're saying statistically there's been a number over the years that's gone. That's not the same as saying there are terrorists in the Caribbean. There are a lot of Middle Easterners who live in the United States, Americans of Middle Eastern descent, who find that kind of rhetoric. I'll take it. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Isn't that true, Mr. President? Let me just say this. Uh, I spoke with Border Patrol this morning. Okay, there we go. And I spoke to them the day before. I speak to them all the time. And they say, and you know this as well as anybody, over the course of the year, over the course of a number of years, they've intercepted many people from the Middle East. They've intercepted ISIS. They've intercepted all sorts of people. Okay. They've intercepted good ones and bad ones. They've intercepted wonderful people from the Middle East, and oh. they've intercepted bad ones. They've intercepted wonderful people from South America and from other parts further oh. south. Further. They've intercepted a lot of different people. But further south people than South America? Intercepted, <laughs> very recently, Antarctica. are people from the Middle East. Okay? So you can't be surprised when you hear it. You've heard that before. It happens all the time. And I spoke to him literally last night. I spoke to another one this morning. Very good relationship with Border Patrol and ICE. And they say it happens all the time from the Middle East. But it's not even saying bad or good, but some real bad ones. But they intercept. Well, they could very well be. But there's no proof. There's no proof of anything. There's no proof of anything. Oh uh, but they God. could very well be. If you look at what that was building, you know, they were talking about five or 6,000 people. I'm pretty good at estimating crowd size, as you probably have figured out. You tend to get ah, yeah. a little bit off the real number. Last night, as an example, that was record-setting stuff, wasn't it, huh? But they don't want to talk what? about that. But I will tell you. Let me just tell you. Okay, no, you're not going to just tell us because you just pivoted away from something very important to something very petty that is only going to, that you're only using to pad your own fucking ego and talking about the crowd size at your dumb fucking rally. That's like, you know, uh. just what? Seriously, that whole thing was what? You know what's more it, impressive? When Def Leppard, when Def Leppard. Well, you know what's more impressive is when Def Leppard sells tickets at 50 bucks a pop and fills an entire outdoor amphitheater. That's more impressive than a free fucking thing where 10,000 people show up or whatever to see fucking Donald Trump. Where, you know, I mean, it, how hard is it to find 10,000 people within 50 miles of any, you know, major stadium to go see their idol for fucking free? How hard is that? Just... I, I do love the fact that he said, I have no facts. Yeah, he said it. The, he's like, he, yeah. He literally no said it. There's no proof. He said there's no proof twice, it, but it could be. Oh, my God. And, Kenny, you weren't knocking Def Leppard, were you? 
No, I like Def Leppard. I'm saying that's impressive to me. A band who has been around (laughs) since the late 70s can go and sell out shows for 50 bucks a ticket at a huge outdoor amphitheater like Blossom here. And, you know, you know, a band that hasn't had a radio hit in 25, 30 years in the United States can still come over here from England. They're not even American. They're British. And they can come over here and they can sell out a huge fucking amphitheater. When people shell out cash money, they spend $10 for beers, they spend $40 for t-shirts, and sit in mud and dirt, and will stand in the rain and brave the elements. That's impressive, Trump. (laughs) But your little free shit shenanigan shows? Oh, 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 7,000 people came to my rally. 10,000 people. Oh, my goodness. That's so impressive. That is so not impressive at all. You know, I mean, and I work in, you know, in the the quote-unquote entertainment industry. I know what, what, you know, I mean, I see sold-out shows all the time. I mean, granted, in a relatively small uh, venue capacity. But I see shows that sell so much they got to be sent to a bigger venue because the demand is so high. So yeah, I mean your free little stupid rallies, and uh, I've seen. I don't know how true it is because uh, I'll say this: I don't. I don't have facts to back. But it seems like there's some pretty credible little uh, print ads I've seen um, about uh, Trump hiring people to go to the rallies too. (coughs) Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah, there you go. So, something yeah. else. I, I feel like I, I want to say this, and I, I'm sure that a lot of our listening audience knows this. But th- these these caravans have been happening for 15 or more years, mm-hmm. and they're run by a group. And I I did as we were listening to this. I went and looked it up. It's it's run by a group called Pueblo Sin Fronteras, which has led immigrants to to the U.S. via caravans to help them seek asylum in other countries. This is a humanitarian issue. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not like just a bunch of people being like, "Yeah, let's go to America." I, th- this is actually this is actually activism. And it was it was in April when we went through this issue then, and it's activism now. A lot yeah. of these people know what's going to happen to them. They know. And I find it incredible that they actually are like, I I have a very strong feeling that they know that some of their family members are going to be separated. And they're still doing this, which to me says, this is how bad it is for them at home. Mm-hmm. And this is the part that really bothers me. We're, we're discussing Trump and Pence and, and we should. We should discuss it because they're horrible people. But at a certain point, I, I I feel like we should raise up these people who are still like two months away from getting to the, you know, the the American border mm-hmm. for doing this. They're yeah. doing this knowing what they're going to face, knowing that they've heard that, that Trump is still separating kids. The only there thing that's still that bringing still in cages. Yeah. The only thing that, that is, you know, that it, it, they probably in their hearts and minds no, is that Donald Trump and Mike Pence aren't going to be at the border themselves. 
you know, they can talk a big game, but they're going to be face to face with real human beings once they get to the border. And there could be some good Samaritans that, you know, try and help them get across the border illegally and uh, help them get to this country. So, yeah, you know what? I'd rather somebody be illegal in our country than dead by a bunch of, you know, brutal thugs or gangs or, you know, whoever is killing them, you know? Yes. I mean, I mean that's, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> they're coming here because, you know, there's a chance that they get stuck in Mexico. There's a chance that we, they don't get across. There's a chance they get separated at the border. But, you mm-hmm. know, maybe their kids, maybe their kids, you know, get adopted out to some somebody. But that's better than, than being killed and or tortured, you know, back in the country they came from. Yeah. I mean, what, 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 how bad is it? does it have to be for somebody to pick up and leave with whatever they can carry on their back? Everything. It's it's got to be, I mean, that's just got to be a terrible situation for them. And how bad does it have to be for, for somebody to fucking turn off their, their fucking humanity to look at these people as if they're any different than us, just because of the fucking luck of the draw with geography. And, and this is where it goes back to the fact that Donald Trump is a nationalist. Yep. He doesn't want anybody. I, I said this I said this two years ago. I know I said it to Bob. I might have put it on Facebook. I probably said it on this show. But he doesn't want anybody in the United States of America that is not born here. Period. Seriously. Period. This is well, what see, he's... Except, tra- except for Melania. Well... Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, d- my greater point is that he really is he is literally trying to close our borders to the rest of the world. Yes. And and this is the greater danger of what's happening. It, 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 it to me this is really really dangerous. Yeah. It was well, I, I think it was was it Hoover was it, Hoover was before Hoover. Yeah. Herbert Hoover was before FDR. And I think the president before him, somebody help me out here in the chat room. I don't think Cass here Wilson? tonight. That's what I, I think it was Wilson. It was Wilson and then Herbert Hoover. These were the two presidents before World War II. But it was, yes, it was Wilson who said he wanted to close everything down. Yeah. Everything down. Oh, Wilson was horrible. And, he was a Democrat. And, he was fucking horrible. Yeah, he was. Well, I don't care if he was a Democrat. He was still a nationalist. Yeah. Which is, you it's know, just, that, goes, that goes beyond party, really. Yeah. And, and you know, again, it's... it's We're America. Uh, We're supposed more, to be the melting pot. Yeah, more, more evidence of how parties change their philosophies over time and, you know, how we're not the Dixiecrats anymore, assholes. Um, but anyway... I, 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 just, I just want to point out the melting pot. Yeah. This this Understood. does upset me very much. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm livid. I'm livid because this is so transparent, you know, and so patently false what they're doing here. This is just to gin up fear with their base. You know, and and they're the same ones, you know, this is the same kind of bullshit I talked about on this show 
going back like six or seven years. I don't even know how fucking long ago it was. The Muslim prayer rugs on the southern border. And it was a fucking Adidas. It was an Adidas goddamn shirt. And they were like, no, it's a Muslim prayer rug. Well, somebody fucking tell Adidas that their shirts look like prayer rugs because A, they don't, and B, you're a piece of shit. You know, I mean, just. it's the here's, same here's... same fake fucking news. This is what fake news is. This is the fake news that President Obama called out. And and again, and it's what this this current presidency is built upon. But no, you're the ones with the fake news when you talk about me mean, you know. It's just no, you know, reality's fake news, and then this fucking la la land that all the Trump cult are are floating in, you know, effortlessly, you know. I mean, this this vat of fetid, willful ignorance, you know. It, it's just so disgusting. I just I don't I, even I, I don't know how I couldn't live with myself if I was that fucking stupid or or willing to believe or accept. What what this asshole is putting out in pants? Oh my part, god! Part of me, part of me is really concerned because I do agree with you about how Trump is trying to gin up the fear. But there is another part of me that really believes that. I don't know if I believe it. I guess I'm afraid of this. Um, we've gone we've gone through the looking glass, where it's not just about him drumming up fear. It's him actually believing this nationalist stuff and knowing that his his followers are nationalists. Oh, I think that we're we're really entering a dangerous, dangerous place that's beyond. I, I concur. Fear. I concur. This is, you know, again, I don't. Uh, you don't have to be smart to be a white nationalist because I mean they're all a bunch of fucking knuckle dragon. You know. Oh yeah, Richard Spencer might clean up nice, but you know what? He's not smart. He might, you know, be able to spew out some fancy words, but when you know, when you reject, and I'll say it, I know it's a filthy word. It's a filthy word to white nationalists, but multiculturalism. When you reject that, and you you become isolationist, and you you know you you're going down the slope. I mean, yeah, okay, it. There are some communities that, you know, people don't uh, integrate into well and there's crime and, you know, the, it, it's bad. Okay, well, it's either that or you just become a criminal nation and start slaughtering people wholesale. I would rather That's take the gamble. I would rather take the gamble of having a whole bunch of different people and having a few of them that don't get along uh, rather than go with mass extermination and somebody, yes. you know, so the self-proclaimed exterminators think they're superior to everybody when they're completely fucking morally bankrupt and they want to found a government on that. And that's what Trump is doing, you know, and that's what he, he said all along. And, you know, uh, I, I said something the other day to the, the a couple of Trump cultists in the, you know, the hive of scum and villainy. Uh, yes, I'll you will never find the more wretched hive. But I, I made it. I made a little sarcastic remark, and I said, "You know what would keep out all the, the you know, all these quote unquote terrorists is that wall, that wall that Mexico was going to pay for." One Trump cultist already said said this. I couldn't fucking believe it. Couldn't fucking believe it. He said, "Mexico already did pay for it with the new trade arrangement." <laughs> Wow, the, the, the 
propel themselves anything to convince themselves. Anything. Uh, anything. It, it's amazing. That you know, is amazing. Either uh, yeah. they're either they're stupid or they're or they're just willfully just yes, I will drink the Kool-Aid. Thank you. It tastes delicious. I know yeah. it's piss, but I'll it taste <laughs> tastes like delicious grape Kool-Aid. Yeah, get the poison s'mores, well, if it's piss, everyone. It's grape and lemonade. <laughs> uh the po the, yeah, yes, they hear the poison s'mores from Mr. Show. All right, everyone, just stay calm. It's time to eat the poison s'mores. Come on up here. Get them while they're poisony. That's when they're best. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Bob Odenkirk. Um but I mean, you know, and then there was another guy who said something about, oh, you fucking Democrats or whatever, you know, you guys, you guys are the ones that kept us from getting the wall. I'm like, are, are, you're, at, you're out of your mind. You know, and I, I, I said to him, I pulled the old, you know, the the nonsense trick, and I was like, oh, why don't you voluntarily pay extra taxes for the wall then since you want to fund it with your tax dollars? You know, you know how conservatives always say, "Oh, well, if you want, hey, Warren Buffett, if you're so concerned about your secretary getting taxed more, then you should just send more taxes in and leave us alone." You know, I... no, it's about equitable society, you morons. Um, and if I send extra money, guess what? The the IRS would send it back. Yeah. It's happened. That's not how that works? It's not how any of this works. No. So so yeah. So but you know I I just couldn't believe that one guy said oh Mexico had already paid for with that new trade arrangement deal that they had done. Is he talking about the one when we're we, where Trump imposed all the tariffs that are, that Americans are paying for? Uh, probably because <laughs> I don't know of anything that's generated trillions of dollars for wall infrastructure because it, you know, uh, you know, they've already because, paid I mean, for it. Last, last time I checked that the, the, our budget was at a record deficit. So where, where's this money coming from? I'm, mm. I'm need a little bit confused on that. I think the, I, I think money. I, I think I know where that guy got the idea to, to uh, make that comment. So the idea came from where I just it? pulled it out of my ass, sir. Put it back in there because it sucks. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, all right, I'm gonna oh calm down. God, I'm, I'm where, calm this down. is where we are in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna have to go to the break because guess who we have coming up, everybody? Jared Kushner. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if one day he'll be a real boy, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, uh, it, you know, his, I, his nose is still growing. You know, I, I had, I recorded this interview with no him and Van too. Jones. It, it is funny. It's funny. Benicio del Toro is going to be doing a, um, no, is, is that the director? I always screw up the Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro is doing a Pinocchio film for Netflix. What? So yeah, yeah. <gasps> so oh, that's wow. coming up. He, he's excited about it too. He's like, I've always wanted to do this, and I'm like, great. It's gonna be terrifying. Uh, so, yeah, puppets he's the guy, turning into he's people. He's the director who works with Tarantino, right? No, that's. Um, I think you're thinking of Robert well, Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Um, uh, no, no, no. He was the guy. He did Pan. That. He did Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know if you ever saw that. Oh. Yeah, that weird weirdo movie. Okay. 
um and devil's backbone stuff like that um yeah but uh but uh the devil's backbone not a big fan bob loved it i loved it too it was a good one um, but no, uh, but anyway, um, it was funny. I was recording this Jared Kushner and Van Jones audio and I can and I have this function that I use called leveler or not leveler, but uh, compressor. Bob understands that. Yep. And put the compressor on, on the audio track. Jared Kushner's stuff is all the way down here. Van Jones is talking <laughs> like a normal human being. Jared Kushner is talking like this, you know. Actually. He's actually talking like this, like a little scared boy. And you know. oh my god, oh. you just sounded like that pervert from Family Guy. <laughs> Would you like to you come inside? More, <laughs> you need a little more whistle in there, but you know. Yeah, yeah, I can't quite do Herbert, uh, <laughs> but fortunately, uh, the, I I also have. Uh, um oh no 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 this one uh yeah there you go would you like to come inside for a cupcake and a glass of wine there you go uh, <laughs> anyway I, I, hey yeah, don't you gotta... think that jared kushner said that to khashoggi uh he when he might said have, i'll meet know. you in 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 the the saudi consulate Oof. in in turkey i don't know but anyway, we're going to talk about that. We're going to listen to. Uh, we're going to try see if it's audible to hear Jared Kushner muttering and whispering like a scared little boy. Um, but yeah, we're going to go to the break. We're running a little bit long right here. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night right after this with me, Rain and Bob. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. <laughs> beyond this gate, from beyond this portal, comes the spirit of a madman. What in the name of God? What did he do to make this house so evil? Murder, vampirism, cannibalism, drug addiction, alcoholism, sadism, mutilation. How did it end? If it had ended, we would not be here. Since Rosemary's baby, have you witnessed such a desperate struggle between good and evil? The living, possessed by the dead, and the furious battle of exorcism. Pamela Franklin. Benny's inside me. Even as I'm speaking to him, I can, I can, I can feel him just waiting in there to take over. Roddy McDowell. The house tried to kill me. It almost succeeded. Clive Revel. I don't accept this. I do not accept this! Gail Honeycutt. Naked. Drunk. Fighting. Oh, please get me out of here. Please. The spirits of the dead can indeed possess the human body. Florence. 
a nightmare within a nightmare. <coughs> the legend of Hell House. For the sake of your sanity, pray it isn't true. And now, on with the show. You know what I am? It's a baby fucking wheel, man. Holy shit. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. It is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Gotta get used to the new volume control. <laughs> Welcome back to Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly. Um, broadcasting worldwide. Uh, I forgot the whole thing for radio for humans. That's right. Something like that. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the show. Uh, Bobber from four freedoms blog, Washington, DC. Thanks for subbing for Joe tonight. Howdy. Howdy. Glad to be here. Everybody gets double Bobber fun this week. Uh, you can never have too much Bobber, right? Never, never. <laughs> And uh, I can attest to that. It was it was a pleasure to spend time with this year, so it was fun. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog also quite a pleasure to spend some time with, um, and uh, on the radio and in person. Welcome back. And and I can never get too much Bobber. And that's a good uh, thing. Bobber, he's something that needs to be shared. We should clone him. Share him pass with the me world. Around? Like, are, you, are you my pimp? Yeah, no. Look, well. I'm going to pass you around like a girl at a Kavanaugh party. Oh, wow. That's, oh, yeah, too soon. That's uh, yeah, too soon. That's I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry. Double buzzer. Okay, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Would you like to come inside for a cupcake and a glass of wine? Oh, no. I... I really feel so, bad about that. Uh, so anyway, um, let's get now. Don't worry about it. Um, it it's um, uh, it says more about him uh, than anything. So, and I sure hope that he doesn't uh, fall on his head uh, entering uh, the chamber anytime soon. Oh, yeah, it is head. <laughs> um, and uh, but I, I want to play this. This is a panel. With Allison Camerota, Cla Clarissa Ward, John Avalon. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Allison Camerota, John Berman, Clarissa Ward, and John Avalon on CNN. Mostly Clarissa Ward. Um, she's like senior foreign correspondent for CNN, uh, something along those lines. But this is so disturbing. What the? You know, if you think you can commit a crime in Turkey, you got you got some shit wrong with your brain. Because their CCTV it looks like it's better than, than the UK's. I couldn't believe how much footage they were able to show. If you, if you haven't seen this report, I, I would you know uh, I'm sure other news outlets have shared the, the video. 
but this is the blow by blow of of what happened with uh Kashagi um Jamal Kashagi I I don't and again I know I'm not saying his last name right uh but they say it correctly in this but but listen to this and then we'll uh, we'll get to some of the Kushner Kushner stuff uh, because nobody demanded it. Chief International Correspondent Clarissa Ward with our exclusive. Clarissa, what have you learned? Well, Allison, this really is an extraordinary story. You know, we just heard yesterday in an interview with Fox News, the Saudi foreign minister saying this was all a terrible mistake. But let me tell you, Turkish officials here are convinced that the killing of Jamal Khashoggi was a premeditated murder. And they're now telling CNN that they even believe the Saudis went to the extent of sending a body double here to pose as Khashoggi, leaving the consulate in an attempt to cover up the killing. CNN, CNN has obtained exclusive surveillance footage. It is part of the government, uh, the government investigation, and it appears to show Allison just that. Take a look. At first glance, this man could almost pass for Jamal Khashoggi, and that's the idea. These are the last known images of Khashoggi alive, moments before he entered the Saudi consulate. Take a look. Same clothes, same glasses and beard, similar age and physique, everything except the shoes. But a senior Turkish official tells CNN that the man on the left is a body double, one of 15 Saudi operatives sent to kill Khashoggi and then cover it up. His name is Mustafa al-Madani. Surveillance cameras capture him arriving at the consulate in a plaid shirt and jeans at 11.03, with an accomplice. Two hours later, Khashoggi arrives. He was killed inside shortly afterwards. Well, Khashoggi's fiance waited in front of the consulate. We're told El Medini came out through this back exit. Disturbingly, he appears to have been wearing the actual clothing of the murdered journalist. The intent, Turkish investigators say, was to perpetuate the lie that Jamal Khashoggi left the consulate unharmed. The apparent double and his companion take a taxi to Sultan Ahmet Mosque. It's one of Istanbul's main tourist attractions and an easy place to get lost in a crowd. The men head to the bathroom. The accomplice carries a plastic bag. When they emerge, Almadini is wearing his own clothes again. And just like that, Jamal Khashoggi has disappeared forever. Or so the Saudis would have had the world believe. Little did they know, Turkish authorities would quickly uncover the cover-up. From their next stop at a nearby restaurant, where al Medini appears to have ditched his fake beard, to a dumpster, where the men finally dump the plastic bag. The senior official says investigators believe it likely contained Khashoggi's clothes. As they head back to their hotel, the pair appear visibly relaxed. Their mission is complete. Of course, the question everyone is asking themselves is, if the Saudis went to so much trouble to set up this decoy, why didn't they release the footage at the very beginning? The answer, our Turkish official posits, may be that they understood quite quickly that Turkish authorities were already onto them and that nobody was going to buy that story. And just a couple of other updates for you guys, John and Allison. We know today there are more employees of the consulate being interviewed by the Turkish prosecutor's office. And we also expect to hear from Turkish President Erdogan tomorrow. will be very interesting to hear what he has to say. John and Allison. All right, Calissa Ward, remarkable 
reporting. Thank you very much. Stay with us. Want to bring in congressional reporter for the Washington Post, Karin Demersion, and CNN senior political analyst John Avalon. And let's just throw up on the screen so people can see the split screen here. They brought in a body double. One of the 15 people. They brought in a body double, and then it appears they dressed him in Khashoggi's clothes to fool the world. John, Saudi Arabia for three weeks has been trying to fool the world here, and now they're trying to have us believe a version of events where it was a fistfight all gone bad. This right. is just remarkable visual proof of the extent to which they went. And remember, up until very recently, the United States and the Trump administration was willing to parrot those statements. That, that's exactly right. And look, I mean, the fact that this is so clearly premeditated that they put out the body double, didn't change the shoes, didn't change the hair, but apparently had him wear Kokoshi's own clothing, speaks to the absurdity of the argument they put out on Friday. This was a fist fight gone wrong. You don't bring a bone saw to a fist fight, you don't bring 15 folks to a fist fight, and you don't have a body double ready and waiting to create an alternative uh, version of events. And, and Karin, you have reporting on this as well. It doesn't take three weeks to come up with an excuse that this was a fist fight gone wrong. I mean, it's just remarkable. Obviously, this is the smoking gun. We've been waiting for a smoking gun of the premeditation. I think bringing a body double and dressing them in the victim's clothing is possibly as good of a smoking gun as you're ever going to get. You know, I think it would be more likely to have brought a bone saw to something like that than to bring a false beard that looks like the guy you're going to kill. Yeah. He had a fake beard. Fake the, beards the thing, just don't show up at consulates. The thing I'm, I'm kind of curious about. So he goes walking out with... with I can't, can't even say his name. Khashoggi. Just say Khashoggi. It's fine. Khashoggi, whatever. Um, there is no blood on that suit, on that, that clothing. Exactly. So that's I had the, the same thought. The question for me is, it, how did that happen? So it really kind of um, makes you wonder, you know, what exactly happened that they were able to I mean, they made they make him strip down before they they tortured him. I mean, well, I they probably exactly did. They happened. probably forcibly stripped him down. They probably I mean, stripped him down and tortured him and killed him, and you know, or so or or subdued him and drugged him, stripped him down. Thought that that would be an intimidation tactic, and yes. you know, and then they just killed him. And a lot of people are speculating that he might have been, you know hacked to bits while he was still alive too i don't know what the you know based on based on what the you know the turks say they got the recording and of course how they got the recording is another question um that you know the, yeah. it's not going to be an easy answer but um yeah i don't hear people in the news talking about that maybe it's just too much of an icky factor to 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 bring up uh, yeah you know, they they I, I really don't know but it's well, i i it just yeah makes it, it's that much worse and, you know, and it would make sense that, you know, the guy wore his own shoes because he probably didn't have the same size shoes. Shoe yep, sizes are a lot, shoe sizes are a lot less common than, you know, I mean, you could, you could get a guy roughly the same size as another guy and have him fit in their clothes. You know, if I was 20 pounds lighter, Bobber and I could probably, you know, swap clothes, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but our shoe sizes, probably different sizes, you know? So, Isn't that the tell? Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's the tell. 
Well, yeah, it, that they that they they got the clothing off of him before they, you know, with the, without so they didn't get blood on it, which meant that they knew that they were going to send this guy out as, as a fake Kashagi. So they knew, yes, as soon as they took the clothing off of him, that they had no intention of sending Kashagi out, out there alive. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's the tell. All of it is ridiculous. It 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 even if you were. If we can get into this whole thing. Oh, the Saudis are going to assassinate him. So what? Did did they go to the airport and say, "Oh, he has that suit. Let's go find that suit and replicate it"? Yeah. No. Uh, and no, th- they those didn't. guys, the body double, the physiques on those guys. I mean, they they swung their arms the same way when they walked. Yeah, this you was know, planned. That's something. I'm I mean, not a fan I don't know of if, Turkey mm, right now, but this no. was planned. No, yeah, but at least Turkey is doing, you know, they're releasing that footage, which is a hell of a thing. They don't want they they don't want the, you know blood on their hands by not cooperating uh by not doing the right thing. But I mean, you know, and I know that's a kind of a silly thing about, you know, talking about the way somebody's arms move, but g- it, when you're out in public sometime, watch all the people around you and how their arms move. Everybody's m- arms move differently when they walk. It's mm-hmm. crazy, you know. You ever see somebody walk that doesn't swing their arms when they walk? It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, there was a Seinfeld episode about that. So actually, I don't know. I don't know, Bob, if I've told you this, but we do have a fellow who does walk around the block who doesn't do that. He doesn't move his arms. Wow, he must have a really good sense of balance. Uh, so confidence. The dogs bark at him a lot. Uh oh, he's not human. He's a killer. So it could no, be a robot. I, I, well, he, 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 robot. Uh, He's an alien. He's a, he, from his UFO is parked in his backyard. Oh man, where's my robot sauce. clips? I move my robot clips, and they're they're not there. Um, or did the robot clips move themselves? Ah, could have been. Yeah. So. So now let's get to some of the because you know again uh, what they said in that in this interview. I mean. It was all sunshine and lollipops with the Saudi government, with the Trump administration. They were like, "Oh yeah, it, it's fine, it's fine." Mm. No, there's nothing, nothing going on there. And um, we're going to save the the first Kushner clip for later because it's unrelated to this. But here's two relatively short Jared Kushner clips. Put your put your put your ear real close to your speaker, everybody, or you might miss his tiny little voice. So I'm really close. I'm very quiet when I talk. You're going to have to listen up, everybody. Um, what? So, yeah, there's the, the little boy, the little boy, Jared Kushner, part one with Van Jones. Do you trust the Saudis to investigate themselves? I mean, it seems like MBS is like the prime suspect. He's also the prime investigator. I mean, do you trust the Saudis to sort this out? Yeah, like I said, I mean, we're getting facts in from multiple places, and then once those facts come in, um, the Secretary of State will, will, will work with our national security team to help us determine what we want to believe and, and what we think is credible and what we think is, what is not we want credible. To- will help us determine what we want to what believe. What we want to believe. What we want to believe. What the fuck is that? That, that is saying, oh, you know, we... We want really want this arms sale to go through, mm-hmm. you know, and we and 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 I've I've got money, you know, they gave me money for for stuff, so I I you know, we 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 gotta let them, 
walk away from this. We gotta now, give him a way to walk away from it. Scooter <laughs> says. Scooter says the only Kushner clip I want to hear is him describing his first week in prison. I'll do you one better. His first ten years in prison. I'm. I'm. St- I, when I heard that, was it yesterday? The day. I don't know. If, every day. It was yesterday. Every- yeah, you, you shared the. Uh, uh, I think I shared this with you guys yesterday. It did. What we want to believe. Yeah. This, will help this us. is something. This is something that the media should have been all over, and they're not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's me, let's hear huge. that. Let's hear that again. Let's hear exactly what he says again, just so we make sure we we didn't uh, mishear the tiny, the tiny little voice of Jared Kushner. Little little man. Do you trust the Saudis to investigate themselves? I mean, it seems like MBS is like the prime suspect. He's also the prime investigator. I mean, do you trust the Saudis to sort this out? Yeah, like I said, I mean, we're getting facts in from multiple places, and then once those facts come in. Um, the Secretary of State will, will, will work with our national security team to help us determine what we want to believe and, and what we think is we'll credible. Help us we'll, deter- will help us determine what we want to believe. That is so fucked up. Not will help us determine what the facts are. Not help us determine what the facts are. Will determine, you know, will we'll help us determine so what he, we want to believe. He, he basically said, okay, the Saudis are going to work with us and yada, yada, and then the State Department and then the national security to determine what we want to believe. He is pretty much saying that it doesn't matter what the truth is. Mm-hmm. He is saying, God, I have double murder fists right now. He's, he's saying what we want to believe. In yeah. other words, the truth does not matter. No. no. That's where we are right now. And that's well, really bad. Jeff Session just come back and said, Santa Claus exists. Do you want to believe? Well, <laughs> according to Megan Kelly, Santa Claus is white. But Job Jeff Sessions, and I concur. He is a white man. So is Jesus. He's I, the whitest I, Jew I never met. I, I just find, He's that, American. I find that statement amazing. The facts we want to believe. Yeah. You can't believe. You can't. The facts we want to believe, as opposed to the facts that we don't want to believe. No, no, he didn't even say facts. He, he said determine what we want to believe. He didn't say facts. Oh, Jesus, you're he said, right. said will help us determine what we want to believe. So, so fucked up. But now listen to this one, um, because apparently uh, Jared Kushner thinks that there's, he basically compared the United States government, um, obviously not, you know, just opponents of Trump, I'm sure is what he's saying here in the United States government, basically comparing them to the Saudi government in this clip. Even Trump says there's like deception and lies. I mean, do you, I mean, you, do you, do you see anything that, that seems deceptive? I see things that are deceptive every day. I see them in the Middle East. I see them in Washington. And uh, so, again, I think that we, we have our eyes wide open. I think that, uh, again, the, the president is focused on Bullshit. what's good for America, Bullshit. what are our strategic interests. 
you know, where do we share interests with other countries? Let's work towards those. But uh, yeah, every day we deal with people who are trying to deceive us in different ways. But our job is to see through it, uh, but also to, to stay focused on what's best for the American people. And, uh, and the president's fully committed to doing that. Bullshit. None of that's true. Okay. 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 So, so he just said, "Oh, oh, we see deception in the Middle East and in Washington D.C." No, he's. He just compared our, our the the anyone who opposes Trump to yes. the the butchering regime in Saudi Arabia. You know, we keep making fun of his voice. You know, but the thing with his voice that I that I just. It really caught me this time listening to these clips. He does that. It's a thing called vocal fry that that women do, especially like young women, you know, the, of a, of a certain generation, when they when they talk and they they go like this. Ah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he does that, and and it, to me, it's 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 an effect. effect affectation that that you know young women do i guess to make themselves seem more serious or more you know like they know what they're talking about and, mm-hmm. and it appears like he's doing that he, he's learned from them and he does that too yeah it's, you know it's, what it's wow. annoying as hell once you hear it you can't unhear it and it just grates on it grates on my ears and and for anybody who thinks that bob is going after women i agree with him it's not just women it's th- there are vocal coaches out there that do this they I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you can laugh at me, but no, I'm not laughing has, at you. I'm doing. I was doing it with the pitch coach. Uh, I mean, he, at least he doesn't do the the up talk. You know, where everything sounds like the one question. time at band camp, like his wife, <laughs> like his wife, Ivanka. yeah. Allah. In the Israel. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. <laughs> oh, God. No, but Bob makes a really good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is doing that. And, and that, I don't think, is... He probably has a vocal accident. coach. I don't think it's an accident. That's why he probably never talks in public, because he has a vocal coach, probably. And um, it, it sounds to me like uh, he uh, decided to uh, get some extra coaching uh, before talking to uh, Van Jones. So, uh, but anyway, I'm sorry if I distracted from the content. No, it's funny. It was, it's... No, I'm glad he. I'm glad you brought it up, Bob. No, it's fine. I, I, I am. It, it just there's something. There is nothing when it comes to Kushner or Ivanka or. Trump, um, not off limits, or any of them, not off limits, or any of them that I believe. No, seriously, there's nothing about any of them that I find um, credible, credible or organic or or authentic. Real? That was or, the word, real or and non-shitty. There's non-shitty. There's nothing about them that's authentic, and and I'm glad that you pointed out Jared's new voice because. That doesn't. It doesn't. Nah, I, it's bullshit. Well, it really is. I'm, anyway, I'm sorry to be so crass no, tonight. It's I, okay. Oh, you heard the things that I was saying tonight. I'm, you know. Yeah, but I'm I just, know that comes from you. And and you know, and uh, I'm just, I'm just sorry that you know I've been so angry that I can't use this more tonight. God damn it! <laughs> so, uh, 
Anyway, it'll happen. I'm still pissed that you know Jared speaking on behalf of the administration. They've decided. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what we we'll think see. What is we want to believe. We'll see what we want to believe. Pieces of oh. shit. Yeah, but they want to gotta... believe that allows them to keep, you know, getting money from them and uh, oh yeah, you know, selling condos to them and getting bailed out by them, and yep. you know, also you know, arms sales, which which helps the uh, Republican donors. Exactly. So yeah, they'll 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 figure out a way to believe all whatever the Saudis tell them. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, on that I, note, I've said this we before. Have to... I'm going to make this really quick. I've said this before, but I'm telling you, it's going to come down to the fact that Turkey wants to get that that um, that guy that that's living in the Poconos. Yeah. Yeah. Cleric. I'm telling you, it's coming down to that. Could be. Could be. All right. Well, um, on that note, we got to go to the break. Green News Report coming up. Uh, we'll do uh, name calling. Let us know if you got any birthdays, and we'll open up the phones at a quarter till. Take your calls. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. We are living in the most spectacular, difficult, and dangerous period in history. In search of knowledge, we have probed the depths of nature never before explored. We have challenged the sky and sent great engines thrusting far into space. Amazing feats. Our sacrifices have been many. Our discoveries constant and our questions unending. The courage to see through these troubled times to a bright future comes from Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. It's Tuesday, October 23, 2018. Another major hurricane gaining strength. Hurricane Willa off the west coast of Mexico with impacts that could be felt in Texas later this week. Mexico braces for powerful Hurricane Willa and so does central Texas. September was the fourth hottest September ever recorded. Plus, we're going to move on to climate change. I'll tell you, we receive more questions on this than any other topic. Climate change and clean energy are on the ballot in November and even in the debates. What are the odds? All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Unless we make drastic changes immediately, climate change will destroy the world for the next generation. Sorry, next generation. Let's see you fidget spin your way out of this one. <laughs> this is your Green News Report. Okie dokie, Desi Doyen. It looks like the hurricane season is not over yet. Not by a long shot. No, it is not. As we go to air, Mexico's west coast is bracing for landfall from powerful Hurricane Willa, which the National Hurricane Center warned on Monday had seen, quote, explosive, rapid intensification all the way up to a Category 5. Well, that sounds familiar. Yes, rapid intensification is linked to global warming. Willa is forecast to weaken before landfall in western Mexico on Tuesday before moving north to bring even more rain into an already flooded central Texas. And some of the weather guys I follow very closely on Twitter are looking at this storm and thinking that these remnants in Texas could make their way to the East Coast, combined with another storm, and we could be looking at a pretty big storm late in the week on the East Coast. September 2018 was the fourth hottest September on record globally. That's according to scientists at NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. That means that every September 
ever since 2013 has been ranked among the warmest Septembers ever recorded. NOAA also says that the period from January to September of this year was also the fourth warmest such period on record. 2018 as a whole is likely to be the fourth hottest year ever recorded, meaning that the four hottest years on record have all occurred in the last four years. The climate's changing. The climate always changes. That's what Republicans say. It is. Is it untrue? Well, the climate is changing. What matters is what makes it change. And this time, it's us. And this time, it's not taking millions of years. It's taking just a few decades. Yep. Meanwhile, in the crucial November 6th midterm elections... There's an election on November 6th? Yes, there's an election on November 6th. I hadn't heard. Climate change has finally become a real live question in debates. Last week, reporters pressed incumbent Republican Senator Ted Cruz on his denial of climate science in a Senate debate with Democratic nominee Congressman Beto O'Rourke. And, of course, Cruz said... Of course the climate is changing. The climate has been changing from the dawn of time. The climate will change as long as we have a planet Earth. Yes, he did. On Sunday, in a debate for the Florida governor's seat, Democratic nominee and Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum criticized both his Republican opponent, Representative Ron DeSantis, and the state's current Republican governor, Rick Scott, over their work to suppress the solar industry in the state, over their failure to address the root causes of record toxic algae blooms that have caused massive fish kills and hammered Florida's tourism industry, and over their failure to address rising sea levels caused by global warming. That's a lot of failure. Here's Gillum in Sunday's debate. What Florida voters need to know is that when they elect me governor, they're going to have a governor who believes in science, uh, which we haven't had for quite some time in this state. Uh, I'm not sure what is so California about believing that the state of Florida ought to lead in solar energy. Uh, We're known as a sunshine state. Uh, At the very least, what we can do is be a global leader here. Well, yes, they can, and Florida certainly should, given that they're feeling so many impacts from climate change. It's interesting, however, that both the Santis and Cruz have charged that their Democratic opponents want to turn the state into California. Yeah, it's weird. What's so bad about California? It's fantastic out here, except for the wildfires and earthquakes, but... Anyway, And in the debate for the race for Virginia's 7th Congressional District, former CIA officer turned Democratic House candidate Abigail Spanberger debunked the multiple false claims of her opponent, the incumbent Republican Representative Dave Bratt, on environmental standards and clean energy. First world countries around the world have clean air and water because the government puts regulations in place to protect them. To say that the left doesn't understand growth is ridiculous because, in fact, when we invest in environmental policies, we see strong job growth. And renewable energy is also on the ballot. A new report from the Energy and Policy Institute finds that the utility industry is spending big for the November 6th midterm elections with large election-related donations to Republicans and right-wing dark money groups. Utility spending to Republican groups outstripped Democratic groups more than two to one. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website site at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Bring a 
themed to a night of terror. <laughs> Until the dead of night. And from behind the tombstone, maybe you will see. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. You know what I am? You crazy lunatic 70-year-old man, baby. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. Holy shit. The big dirty asshole. Those are all the things he is. And those are all the things he are. <laughs> anyway, and much more. And much more. Now a white orange nationalist. Um, hey. and it, yeah. So uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, of course, uh, well, I guess um, Rain, we'll see if Bobber wants to do name calling. Or I can do name calling with the Roland VT3. <laughs> Um, it could be either you or Barbara, but I'm back. We'll see. But yeah, Rain. To Barbara up here, and I said, get down. Get, Rain get from down, Four Freedoms down, blog down. in Washington, D.C. Welcome back. All right. Very good. And uh, and Bobber from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Uh, welcome back as well, sir. Thank you. you. Yeah. So I don't know. Should I do, should I do name calling with the uh, with the this goofy vocoder? So or not the vocoder, but the VT3. Or would you like the honors, Bobber? Uh, I, I think it would be fun for you to use the VT3. All right. Uh, let's go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll read as the devil tonight uh, on this. <laughs> so let's get to... <laughs> uh, where's my jingles? Where's my jingles? At? There's my jingles. All right. All right. Let's get straight to the biscuits. All right. Let's see who's in the chat room with us tonight. Well, we can go deeper than that. There we go. That's good. All right. Tonight in our chat room... The biscuits at hand. Biscuit. Are uh wait, I clicked the wrong thing. Hang on a second. The devil is not good with computer. <laughs> Alright. Uh Adam Hebert from Mike Check Radio is here. Uh Clinster sixty six in the chat. Hey. Clinster sixty six. Hey, I like that. That's close to six six six. Psy Guy DC. Uh, my kind of guy there as well. Uh, Heather H. is with us. Jay Collie as well. Uh, and oh, hey, looks like Ken Sr. is here. Hi, Dad. And, uh, <laughs> we have Michelle and Miles <laughs> in South Florida, also from My Check Radio. And then, uh, we have Moonmare, uh, by the way. Werewolves, very satanic, love to howl at the moon, just so everybody knows. And after that, President, I'd like, I'd like, you know, actually, President, I think I made a wrong choice with, with Trump in the White House. I think I'd rather give it to President. So, President, I'm going to hook you up. We're going to let you take over for Trump. Uh, uh, Sandy and Derwood is here. Uh, and also Scooter Cans is here as well. Theo JW, I know how much Theo loves the the Roland VT3, so I'll say his name a few more times. 
Our good friend Tim Carmel from the Tim Carmel Show is here. I hope Tim likes the the VT3, because Joe might be buying one. Uh, oh, I I offered him one for exchange for his soul. So you know, we'll see. I do two day. That sounds two like a good deal. Yeah, I do two day free shipping too, just like Amazon. Uh, Bezos is my cousin, actually. And. <laughs> And of course, Trojan Rabbit is here with us as well. I, and uh, I hear it on good authority that Kenny listened to his show last night as well. Well, hey, Satan, I sure did listen to Paul's Memory Bank uh, last night. Uh, you can hear it every Monday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. I was putting up pegboard in the garage last night, and I flipped on Paul's Memory Bank, and all the songs were about transportation. It was pretty awesome. And... Um, I flipped on a little late, but he was playing Sail on Sailor, and I was like, yes. So, I don't know what version it was. I don't think it was the... I'm not sure if it was the Beach Boys version or not. So, that's who did what that song originally. What are there? Um, I don't know. I have a version of Sail on Sailor by a band called... Oh, a British band from like the early 2000s did a cover of it. Um, oh. Uh, it might have been Kula Shaker. No, it wasn't Kula Shaker. It was uh, Blue Tones. I think it was Blue Tones. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, Kenny, of course. <laughs> or uh, Theo says, back again. And Kenny, you swine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love this thing. I have a confession to make. Yeah. When you said Ceylon, I was thinking that Ceylon... Oh. That song from the 80s or 90s? It was the 80s. It means sailing, take me away to where I'm yes, going. Yes, yes. Oh, it was That's sailing. Christopher okay. Cross. Okay, so yeah. I screwed that up. That was some around. smooth yacht rock is what that was. <laughs> um, <laughs> sailing, take and, me uh, away to Satan's hell. And don't be confused with uh, Come Sail Away by Styx either. Oh my God, I so. love that song too. Yeah. So. Come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away with me. <laughs> it's my Dennis DeYoung voice. I know for a fact that Kenny and and Bob just kind of looked down. Nah. And said, Let's that's one of those on. songs where I won't change the station. But there's a lot of other stick songs, like Pieces of Eight, that I would rather hear. Uh, songs that you don't hear every day. Or, you know, uh, uh, Heavy Metal Poisoning, <laughs> whatever that goofy song is from Mr. Roboto or, or Killroy was here. Um, oh, Trojan Rabbit says he played Sailing as well. And he played, I think he played uh, Come Sail Away as well for his transportation theme last night. So, you know, I don't, again, I don't mind Come Sail Away or, or Sailing. I don't mind either one of those. I mean, I've had this conversation with Susan a few times now. Anymore, when we're in the car and we're flipping through like local music programming, if there isn't something good on a college station, we just keep flipping because we don't have Sirius XM or anything like that. We just keep flipping and we'll settle like, you know, I'll be like, you know, songs that I would have skipped over 15, 20 years ago on the radio, I'm like, all right, Steve Winwood, whatever. 
uh, you know, <laughs> because everything is so unrelatable anymore. You know, it's like it sounds like Bob and I. It was like fifteen, you know, fifteen years ago. I made fun of you know radio programming because every fucking every other fucking station had Phil Collins on it, and now I'm like, please give me the studio. You know. <laughs> You know, Lionel Richie, give me anything, anything other than the fucking I nonsense. I walk on the ceiling. Give it to me. Oh, what a feeling <laughs> when you're dancing on the ceiling. Oh, what a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I got to get that for karaoke. Uh, so anyway, time for folks to call in if they would like. Uh, 330-536-1466. Or three three zero three three zero Ken one four six six, and um oh and Clintzer oh I think uh, hmm? Clintzer says he was talking about Sail On by the Commodores. So yeah, I, I think I, had I think a he whole did bunch play of those Sail songs on. in my head. So I'm so, gonna go with Sail On. Yeah, uh, Sail On Sailor. If you have that, Bobber, you should play that for for Rain or find it on YouTube. It's a beautiful song. That, some of that early Beach Boys uh, stuff yeah, is good. It. Yeah, just find it on on. It, it's a great song. It's not what you would expect from when you say the Beach Boys. You're going to think of California Girls or Surfs Up or whatever. Um, you know, Little Deuce Coop. Um, but Ceylon is is nothing like what the Beach Boys big radio hits sound like at all. You know, it's it's like listening to. I started a joke by the Bee Gees and then immediately going into all their disco hits, you know? So, I started a oh. joke. <laughs> I love that song. See? Okay, love that you said that. Oh, I love the Bee Gees. I like old Bee Gees. I like old Bee Gees. I like old Beach Boys. Um, see, I, I like the Kinks, stuff like that. I'm, I've never been a big Stones or Beatles fan. But all those other bands that were, you know, on the precipice of becoming as big as them, I really enjoy, you know? So, although I would arguably the Beach Boys were just about as big as the Beatles at one point. So, um, anyway, I'm, I digress. Nobody's, uh, but yeah, oh, so look at that. Trojan Man, he right? put the, put the, the playlist room? in. Yeah. So. Jesus. Come fly with me, Frank Sinatra, Beep Beep, Playmate, Sea Cruise, Frankie Ford, On a Bicycle Built for Two, Nat King Cole, Stingray, Charlie's Angels, uh, Little Old Lady from Pasadena, Jana Dean, Choo Choo Charlie, <laughs> Choo Choo Charlie from the Good and Plenty. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. Gene Simmons, actually, at one of his little vault experiences recently with Vinnie Vincent, performed completely the Choo Choo Charlie theme song from Good and Plenty. So that's hilarious. Adam Ebert, uh, hello, you're on the line. What's up? Good evening, everyone. Hello, Adam. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Yeah. Satan, I told you your money's no good on this radio station. Oh, shucks. But uh, no, I, I I was listening to the last segment, and it sounds like a bunch of disturbing details about the uh, assassination of Mr. Khashoggi have come out. Because I didn't hear anything about this body double or fake beard or whatnot. Oh, I the mean, footage? I'll send you the video link to it. The yeah, footage of it is it was, chilling. It was all over CNN. Yeah. And, and so, quite honestly, Adam... 
earlier today, we haven't talked about it on the show tonight, but earlier today, Sky News, and it's pretty much been only Sky News, so take it for what it's worth, said that, um, yeah, they they found parts of his body. Oh, yeah, now that I saw. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I I have, and I'm waiting for some other sources. Seriously, we can all tripping, slipping and tripping on that bone saw over and over again, even after he can no longer trip because his legs have been removed by the bone saw. Well, well, before that happened, he got strangled by the neck. Yeah, I mean, y'all heard that too, right? No, I no, I haven't. Today was pretty busy, so I was mostly focused on the the new caravan developments or the lies about no, this it. morning this morning i actually woke up after this weekend where it was a fist fight this morning i think it was yeah. this morning i can't keep track of it um the saudi said yeah he he was he was choked like i said clearly he was a klutz i'm being sarcastic by the way yeah but no adam you need to see this this video because again you, you know the CCTV in Turkey, I, I wouldn't spit on the sidewalk over there. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, pretty high def uh, for CCTV, color, uh, and everywhere. Everywhere. And not like real high up shots like it's on the top of a telephone pole. Like it's like three right. feet of pe- three feet above people's heads. You know, well, of course. Remember that these consulates are supposed to be the most secure places in the world. It's That's not just the consulate. It's not just the consulate, though. It's uh, um, it, it's everywhere. I mean, they've tracked these guys for like, I mean, an unbelievable amount of time through multiple cameras. So, but go ahead. No, no, I mean, like I said, these are just disturbing new details because you know I've been talking about this for the past two weeks because, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's only there's only two ways this went down, folks. Either Schittler knew and didn't tell Jamal Khashoggi, in which case he broke the law, or Schittler didn't know because he's not reading his P, uh, PDBs, in which yeah. case he's basically in dereliction of his duty. Yeah. You know, that either he knew and didn't say anything, again, which is breaking the law, you know, the quote anthrax, I'm going or with that just, one. I think he knew. Yeah. Because he's already said he loves the Saudis because they buy his shit. But something so, else Kenny, Kenny just said. And, wait, and no, no, no. Adam, Hold on. I need to correct Adam. He said breaking the law. That's Judas Priest, not Anthrax. I am the law. Oh, I'm sorry. I am the law is Anthrax. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Rain. No, but it's something both of you have talked about, it, it, and and to me, it really comes down to this. And this is why, what I'm going to say is why Turkey has not released the fact that they have the the actual audio and video is because no consulate wants to m- make it known that they've got fucking spy shit in every consulate. America has got, we've got cameras in there. Mm-hmm. Russia's got cameras. Huh? It's how the game is played. Yeah, it is how the game is played. And it's also how we keep each, keep each other in check, if that makes sense. 
to me, that's the way I feel about it. And and the fact that Turkey is sitting there saying to Saudi Arabia, you know what, we got the video. And they're like, well, uh, no, this didn't happen this way. The problem is, is that here in America, Trump is trying to pretend like he doesn't know. The CIA has listened and watched what happened to him. And I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure that that Turkey has passed the audio onto the CIA um, or yes. other intelligence intelligence agencies. Um, you know, and and I think that they're reluctant to release it, you know, to the public because, you know, then then it sort of becomes awkward to explain how they got it. You know, yes. was, it, was it from a staffer? Was it that the the whole um, the whole consulate is bugged? You know, so that they don't yeah. want to have to answer that question. I think you're also yeah. I think you're you're partially right, but I'm I also think part of it is just good old fashioned politics. They don't want to be seen as influencing people before a major, very important election. So, and and obviously, what's in this audio would make Trump would would basically prove Trump is is complicit in this. Possibly. So you think that Turkey. You think Tur- that Turkey is covering up for Trump? I don't think so. I don't think they're covering up. I'm, th- I'm saying I think that the CIA or whoever has the, got it okay. from Turkey is reticent to release it, release it because they don't want to be seen as influencing the election after what happened last year or in 2016. Well, yeah, there, there's no love loss between Turkey and, and and our relationship with Saudi Arabia. Turkey and, and Saudi Arabia aren't, aren't exactly palsy wowsy, and the, the fact that we're taking Saudi Arabia's side in this probably pisses Turkey off no end. Turkey's part of NATO. It should be mentioned again and again and again. Yeah. And of course, we all know that Schittler's goal is to basically turn NATO into a, in, into a, a mob racket, a protection scheme. Mm. Well, you know, um, I will also say that this, this proves once again that Saudi Arabia may be our allies, but they are not our friends. And we need to stop acting like they are. I bet. Because they would... They Go would ahead. kill dozens of us in a heartbeat. This is the thing. This is the thing. Four or five years ago, I said this about Russia. They are not our allies. They are our diplomatic partners. And I feel the same way about Turkey. Turkey is a part of NATO. That doesn't make them our allies. Not yeah, with no, this not that. with this not with this leader. This leader has put more journalists in jail than almost any other country in the Turkey? world. Turkey? Turkey. Sorry, I've I've been waiting for an appropriate time to play that. So Turkey? No, no, it's it's fine, Kenny. It, 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 it's uh, you know, it, I appreciate your humor in this, you know, especially when we're talking about such a serious. Uh, the country matter. of Turkey is a member of NATO. The leader yeah. of Turkey is not our ally. You know, but I mean, again, we know that uh, Schittler has a little chubby for anyone who, you know, this is people. We all, it's you really know. little. It's th- that chubby is tiny. It's I'm like adding that to Mad Libs. I'm, ad- like. I'm adding little chubby to the <laughs> Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you are very welcome for that, Kenny. Oh, thank you. It really is. It's kind of a fungus. It's a little tiny mushroom. Mm. 
Trump Trump himself is a fungus. Yeah, and tro- Trojan Rabbit, uh, we can't remind people uh, enough of this. Uh, the Saudi Arabia mur- murdered thousands of people with two planes. And I'm really glad he brought that up because the bottom line is it, it comes to, and this is something that really does piss actually, me off. Actually, there were four planes, right? Or no, three planes. There were three planes. Three planes. So Trump is now siding with the Saudi Arabians and the Saudis were the ones who took down the towers, went down in Shanksville, and took out the Pentagon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Trojan. Yeah. He's really siding with the Saudis on this. Oh, yeah. I've not been happy with the way any president, you know, Bush, uh, well, you know, uh, you know, starting with Bush 1, uh, I suppose, through... You know, and I'll say it, even Obama with, you know, the handling yes. of the Saudis. You know, I, I think that we've been handling with kid gloves. We're too afraid to piss them off. Yeah, they help partially to kind of be a stabilizing force in the Middle East. But to, you know, to what end, you know, the the means to the end are, are horrific. Yeah, I, It used to be we, we kiss their ass because they, you know, they were our main supplier of oil, but that's not really the case anymore. We no, export not at all. more oil than than we import. Thank so, you. You know why? Uh, I don't know why we still kiss their asses. No, I don't even. Yeah, I got nothing. They got, um, they got nothing, nothing for us. Well, we know we know why Trump kisses their asses, and it's because they spend sure. money with him. Yeah, sure. you know, and he said it in the twenty in the, you know in twenty fifteen. During, during, you know, when he was campaigning for the nomination, he said, "Why should I hate Saudi Arabia? They spent, you know, they give me money." So I mean, basically, he's saying, you know, hey, if you give me money, uh, I'm willing to ignore the fact that you, you know, you're mur- you're a bunch of murderers. Yeah. Uh, well, Adam, it is uh, it is time for us to go to break. I appreciate you uh, calling in. I'm looking forward to. Um, Looking forward to the Halloween party on Mike Jack Radio this yes. Saturday. It's going to be fun. Halloween party. Yeah, I mean, I, I got. To, I'm going to be working on some stuff for you. So um, we'll we'll you know we'll see. We'll we'll try and plot and plan uh, before then. So I'll drop you a line uh, after the show tonight. But um, yeah, so uh, have a great night. Thanks for calling. Brilliant insight as always. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, somebody else wants to say goodbye to you. Hey, see you, buddy. Good talking to you. <laughs> so, um, and actually, uh, also, Jared Kushner wants to say goodbye uh, to you as well. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, but his uh, input to the conversation was pretty okay, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get that down and not just do it on the word uh. You know, or the the, <laughs> the noise. Uh, so, uh, but yeah. So, uh, Adam, have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Have a good night, Ryan. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. All right. So uh, I'm gearing up for Mad Libs here, everybody. Uh, so uh, I already got most of the nouns done. We'll do adjectives after the breaks. Um. And, uh, yeah, and Trojan Rabbit wants to remind everybody he will have War of the Worlds on the server ready to go for next Monday. 
uh, before Halloween uh, for Paul's memory bank. Of course. Uh, oh, that would be fun. Oh, yeah. He does it every year. It's pretty great. So I haven't heard that in forever. Kinda, oh, yeah. That's a staple for him. So uh, he actually broadcasts it from Potter's Field, too. Or no, no, it's not Potter's Field. What was the name of it? Oh, man, the name of the farm. Oh, God, Potter's Field. Potter's Field is what they, where they bury anonymous like people. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. Something Farm. Oh, my God. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm sure he'll... Somebody out there, Theo's probably like scrambling to get to the keyboard. He'll know. Uh, but uh, anyway... Um, let's go ahead and go to the break. And when we come back, we got more, more news stories to talk about. We also, uh, will probably save it, uh, for the last, um, the last segment, but I think rain, we should dig up that story about that, uh, that guy who got, uh, busted for breaking wind and entering. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, uh, <laughs> from the very because, bowels of hell. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think that this world appreciates gaseous fumes as much mm. as they should. This is dangerous. It's dangerous. Yes, yes. Some cops were, uh, uh, uh they, they were given the gas chamber. So. Yes. We need to uh, talk about this. We I'll really take credit it. for that one too, everybody. Yeah, uh, so thanks, I'll, Satan. Anyway, <laughs> all right, thanks. let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh, go to the break. Uh, when we come back, I'll get some adjectives. Wil- Wilmot Farm, I think. Yeah, I think maybe that was it. Wilmoth Farm. Wilmoth Farm. I don't know why I was thinking Potter's Field. That's crazy. Um, so anyway, uh, that's almost as bad as Adam's uh, anthrax breaking the law mix up. That was Judas Priest. So, <laughs> uh, I, at first I was like, yeah, I, I like that, Adam. And then I was like, hold on a second. My metal instincts kicked in. So, uh, Grover's Mill, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, damn it, Kenny, can you get nothing right tonight? Oh, come on now. I corrected Adam on the metal. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to go to the break. We'll be right back with, uh, lots more, uh, turn up the night right after this. <laughs> Here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for walking more! Edgar Allan Poe wrote Spirits of the Dead with a pen dipped in warm blood. You will see the ultimate in terror with this important all-star cast. Brigitte Bardot, Alain Delon... Jane Fonda, Terence Stamp, and Peter Fonda in Edgar Allan Poe's Spirits of the Dead. Only Poe's demented genius could bring to the screen such horror and evil. Spirits of the Dead stars Brigitte Bardot, Alain Delon, Jane Fonda, Terence Stamp, and Peter Fonda. Directed by three masters of the cinema, Federico Fellini, Louis Mal, and Roger Vadim. Spirits of the Dead is an adventure in terror beyond your wildest nightmares. Spirits of the Dead in color is rated R. And now, on with the show. You know what I am? I'm an idiot. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. 
What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer computer computer contact. That is an idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide Radio for Humans. And uh, I thought I'd just give you a little drama with some reverb there, just for fun. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the program. Bobber, uh, der Braumeister, Mr. Beerman in Dehezy. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, thank you for subbing for Joe once again. And Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, as always, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thank you. I'm back, as always. All right. I'm just the girl who's always here. Yeah. Except when I'm. Except except when when you're not. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. Um, and, uh, uh, let me see. Uh, here we go. I got to miss Joe tonight. I do miss him. I do too. I wanted to talk to him about my pegboard installation. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I put pegboard up in the garage last night. Everybody, I hung up my, my tools on the pegboard, uh, made lots of room. Uh, so anyway, I want to, I want to play this one, uh, real quick uh, before we move along. This is, uh, from, uh, Van Jones asked Jared Kushner again, tiny little the Mr. Mr. Tiny voice, uh, you know, Jared Kushner. Oh, I'm too loud. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that voice sounds really phlegmy. It does sound a little phlegmy. And you know what? It, it doesn't hurt that what the weather is changing. And I am kind of phlegmy, but I'm kind of trying to suppress it. So, oh. Um, here is a, why should we trust you, you vile little piece of shit? You have this very small resume, and you have this big, big portfolio. Uh, what do you say to people who say, like, uh, what qualifies you to go and take on these tough issues, like, all around the world? Like, I think that's one of the big questions people have. Why, yeah. why should we have confidence in you to do all this stuff? Well, I think the first thing is that the president trusts me. I think he knows that... Uh, every uh, task he's given me uh, from the start of the camp. I think the first thing is that most of the country doesn't trust Trump. Thank you. That's not a fucking qualification. Here's the thing. The first thing he said is, uh, after Van asked him, how are you qualified, right? Basically, that was Van asking him that. Am I wrong with that? That's exactly right. I'll start the clip over and, when we and, go back into it. And 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 so his his first thing was, well, it's because the president trusts me. That's not a fucking answer. That's not a qualification. Thank you. I am qualified because the president thinks I'm qualified. Yeah, why should we trust you? Well, you know, why should we trust you because you don't seem qualified? Well, well, uh well, um, the president trusts me. <laughs> His position was created by Trump. This is not a position that existed before Trump. True. 
So, uh, so here we go. Uh, listen, it's uh, about a minute and a half here. You have this very Good small board. resume, and you have this big, big portfolio. Uh, well, what do you say to people? Say, like, uh, what qualifies you to go and take on these tough issues, like all around the world? Like, I think that's one of the big questions people have. Why, why should we have confidence in you to do all this stuff? Well, I think the first thing is that the president trusts me. I think he knows that uh, every uh, task he's given me uh, from the start of the campaign through. Uh, I've been able to do it quietly. I've been able Bullshit. to do it effectively. I've been able to deliver results. Uh, I don't make a lot of noise. Uh, so noise is sometimes <laughs> made about me, but I try to keep my head down. <laughs> 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 I'm quiet as a little mouse. I don't, I don't make a lot of noise, really. I, I'm, I'm very, a little very mouse. I don't My make name a lot is noise Jared Mousner. I don't make a lot of noise. I eat very little. <laughs> well, fucking parody. <laughs> Seriously, that was not an answer. No, and there's even less of an answer in the in the remaining minute we have. Oh, and, good. and I think that he's a businessman, and I'm a businessman, and uh, the way I look oh, at it is that it's all about uh, accomplishing the objectives. You have to be very laser focused, not get distracted. By really, it. Uh, a lot of these tasks are are uh, you know it's an honor to work on, but uh, I find that when I'm asked to take on something, I, the first thing I'll do is I'll reach out to people who have experience doing it I'll more experience than you people. i'll put together perspectives and then i'll come up with a plan of action to what try and execute on and to date we've been successful in a lot of things that people thought we wouldn't be successful on and it started in the campaign i mean people thought that um you know there's a lot of people saying the campaign was disorganized the campaign it didn't was. have infrastructure we did have a lot of infrastructure we were very organized we just weren't out there talking about it and we didn't have the traditional people doing it so we oh my uh, god talked to a lot of conventional uh, campaign people we came up with ways to do it and then we executed uh, very effectively and we've done the same with a lot of things in government oh, you executed journalist oh my god sorry to distract but yeah there was some executions basically what i'm getting out of this is that Maybe one day, Fat Daddy Donald will love me. Maybe one day, maybe he'll love me like his own son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. Nah, you know what? Everything he just said sounded like every freaking... Um, okay, help me out here. When when a company comes out with their annual, um, uh, annual, because I've designed a whole bunch of them. Their annual TPS reports. No, it's not the TPS reports. <laughs> mission statement. Yeah, it um, could be the mission statement, but it's like the annual thing where this is how our con con company did our annual report. Yeah, annual it, report. Yeah, annual and report. And and here's the thing. I used to design them. So here's the annual report. And so you'd flip the thing. And I remember time and time again, I had to redesign a page called Synergy. Gosh. I'm not kidding. I hate corporate speak. Like, it was, that, that's what he just did is corporate yeah. speak. Yeah. Everything about that was corporate speak. The problem here is Trump is... is he is the commander in chief. I don't want to call him president. And and little little Jared 
just gave us a whole bunch of corporate speak. I, I produce results. Prospectus? Susan to- said it's called prospectus? Yeah. I know. I think, I think that's that's like a pre, uh, like when you're trying to sell oh. you know, your deal to investors. It's all dog it, shit. It, this, it, it was all <laughs> yes. corporate speak. Everything what he just said was mm-hmm. corporate speak. Everything. Oh, yeah. And I don't care who you are, but if you are running the the government, the nation, no, we're not a corporate country. We're America. No. We're just running America like a fucking pyramid scheme now. Yes. <laughs> uh, welcome Take to the United and- States of Amway. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, Amway. Has anybody ever tried to pressure you guys into doing Amway? Nope. Nope. I um my my aunt and uncle shortly after Susan and I got married um my uncle who is just a dick um he 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 called and he was like yeah I'm sorry I'm going off I'm going off topic right now but their gift their wedding no, gift to, their wedding gift to us was to pick out an item that was like forty dollars from an Amway catalog or something like that and I was like oh all this shit is terrible. I guess I'll get the CD spinner, you know? <laughs> and, of course, you know, it was 20 years ago when, you know, and, and I have tons of CDs now. I wouldn't want it because it's poorly designed. But I got it, and he called me. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to let you know what, what your gift was. And Casey never heard of Amway, um, but I just wanted to let you know there's a lot of room for growth, and you just started going... <laughs> Going, you know. So my wedding gift was wasn't really a free item from Amway. It was he was trying to get me in so he could make money off of me. He gave you an opportunity. Yeah, it it was a self starter. (laughs) It it, it was so funny. It was so funny because apparently he must have he must have spoken to my mom about it at one point too, Um, and. because he's like, well, I, 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 I'll, I know your mo- mother doesn't think very highly of Amway, uh, and I was like, well, I agree with my mom on a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, uh, there's there's very little disagreement uh, I have with either of my parents on on you know even though they're divorced, I, I don't have very many disagreements on like social and business and you know a- anything like that, you know. Uh, it, 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 you know, I'm usually if they're, if they're like, yeah, it's a scam. I'm like, yeah, it's a scam, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but it, but it was just funny cause he tried to sell me on it. And, and I can't help but think when I hear, you know, when I think of Trump and, and I was on a website, uh, not a website, but somebody's Facebook page who we had a business dealing with recently, and I was looking at their their page, and I could tell they were a Trump supporter from a couple things, but I went back in their in their history on on uh, their Facebook posts and everything, and I'm not even friends with them, and they had a post on their Facebook page that said why I believe in the Trump system, and it was from like 2013 or 2014. Oh wow! So that kind of opened up my eyes to as to why. Trump might have some supporters who seem like they're relatively reasonable people and maybe they're in business, small business or whatever. But I saw that there are people out there who bought into the old Trump pyramid schemes 
and they got rich from it or or made a little bit of money from it and then like five dollars well yeah well whatever i mean maybe a few grand whatever maybe maybe they they you know they were one out of a thousand graduates from trump (laughs) university uh you know trump uh, university go pricks that actually made some money um you know i mean but you know you'd have better luck probably finding a unicorn uh and and usually those self-help things and the pyramid scheme things they only work because you make them work because you're good at selling and i know this person that we dealt with they were good at selling you know yeah that's the thing with those 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 any of those things you know, if, if if it's a good product, it doesn't sell itself. You have to be a good salesperson. I'm sorry. I tried to sell I, when I was very young, you know, like fresh out of high school. I was looking for a way to make money without working. And um, I tried to sell Cutco knives. And I don't know if you're oh, familiar with yeah, those. Yeah, I am. I am. I looked, at, wor- I looked at working for them, too. They have very good knives, and they are really good. I've got a set that I bought when I first started selling them. They're like 40 years old now, and they, they're still sharp as hell. But I was an awful salesperson. I was yeah. terrible. I mean, I just don't have the personality to be a salesperson, or at least I especially didn't back then because, you know, yeah. I was smoking weed, and I was introverted, and <laughs> all that. Um, so I made no money doing that, so mm-hmm. I gave that up pretty quick. But that it just—it's kind of the whole point of all that—is that you know not everybody's cut out to be a salesperson. You know, and let me let me tell you this too. This is kind of a weird thing, but I worked at a telemarketing place and I was terrible at sales. And a couple of years later, I ended up getting a job at, in the verification department. And when the manager left the verification department, it wasn't sales; it was just calling to verify, and we did collections and things like that. Um, uh, and I actually, when the, when the guy left, who was the head of it, I applied and I got promoted to the head of verification. So I was like the second office manager. And at one point after I had done sales and I was miserable at it and that was my job and that was how I, you know, made income, I made, made minimum wage plus whatever commissions I got from sales. And one day I, we were just all having fun in the office and everything. And I was like, all right, let me try my hand at sales. And I got on and I had nothing to lose because I was making a good, good wage and everything like that. I got on the phone and I read the script and I gave a certain kind of inflection on it and, you know, was kind of high pressure and I racked up sale after sale after sale. And people were like, oh my God. And I was just giving my sales to like the people on the floor so they could get money from it, you know? And, and I didn't have anything to lose, but when you're, when you're a salesperson and, and that's, you have to do it and the pressure is on every, for every, every, you know, little bit of money that's coming your way. It's tough. But again, when you, when you, when you can be all carefree and, and you know, you're getting money, and you're like, oh yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of a one-off weird thing, but yeah, when when you don't have anything to lose, sales is easy. When you have everything to lose, sales is difficult. At least in my experience. Yeah, just, well, just watch uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that movie is horrible, but I love it. Uh, it, it just makes me well, feel when horrible it comes every to time. Jared I watch Kushner, it. we're gonna see what happens. Yeah. Oh god. I'm I'm oh, not kidding. God. 
I'm not kidding about this. This guy is trying to sell something. Yeah. I don't know who he's selling it to. I don't know if it's his boss or Saudi Arabia, but he's trying to sell something. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see what happens because it. it I have that little anger thing every now and then. But Tim, Tim just mentioned in the chat room that Stuttering John called Trump pretending to be Senator Melendez. Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah. And Jared Kushner, Jared Kushner was like, hi, hi. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you. Hi there. Sure, I'll put you right through, sir, please. At a certain point, can, can we stop pretending that Jared Kushner knows what the hell he's doing? He doesn't. He I just look for qualified doing. individuals to help us succeed in our infrastructure and our pyramid scheme. Yeah. He he's he's a dirty rotten shit rat. Little tiny voiced man. Yeah. And I hope he doesn't ever bag. I hope he doesn't ever, you know, slip and fall and hit his head. Ah, he hit his head. Well, he I hope he doesn't that, end up in Saudi Arabia. That little melon. They Jared. might not let him. They won't let him drive over there. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was wrong. That was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, because he's a child, they'll think he's too young. Yeah, he's a child. Yeah. So let's go with that. I'm sorry. That was wrong. Uh, you hey, you had your Kavanaugh joke. So. I know that's fair enough. So <laughs> we're even. <laughs> Why is it your hair covered? So the um, bottom line is that this guy's death is filthy. It's dirty, and and and, and you guys, you, I, I'm pretty sure that everybody listening saw that um, his son Khashoggi. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. That's fine. Uh, that's how I pronounce um, it, too. But Khashoggi's son is in Saudi Arabia. He can't... He's not allowed to leave. That's horrible. Now, Khashoggi, Khashoggi has a couple of the other kids here in America. Mm-hmm. But the one son who can't leave Saudi Arabia was summoned before the crown prince. And... He was forced to shake the crown prince's hand. Oh my god, that's fucking horrible. It is. You heard about that, right? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. <sighs> this is so ugly. This is so ugly. Well, anyway, anyway, we 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 got to get going to the break. Um uh and when we come back, we're going to we're happy no. Yeah, we're gonna shift gears though because we we've got you know we got Mad Libs to do plus we have a um, um, a story about a a stinking criminal. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah, there's the the uh little poot little pooting little. Uh, I'll try and get the flarp warmed up. That was Earl. Oh, Earl. What happened? Yeah. So, I'll try. uh, Let me see. There we go. Flarp warming ceremony right now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so. Need the flarpy with you. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's above the flarp. Um. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to go. You really don't want to go to the dark side of the flarp. That's no, definitely not. Definitely not. That's. Uh, Did you say that's foo or that's poo? Or the shart side of the flarp. So. <laughs> Come to the shot side. Uh, oh wait, what am I doing? What am I doing? Uh, Come to the f- Come to the shot side. I am not your father, but Jared Kushner, <laughs> Trump is not your father. Anyway, all right. So uh, uh, just because <laughs> a, a very limited time remaining until uh, we get to Halloween, we're gonna play uh, the the Kill the Hippies Hallelujah once again. Because uh, I love hearing it. It's a fun song. Uh, our, no- our our Halloween novelty song in a kind of a, a, a mid-60s, mid to late 60s garage band styling. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and uh, hit that break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night with me, Bobber, and Rain right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Ah, that's adorable. That's getting awkward. And now it's just plain creepy. KennyPick.com. Thank you very much for coming to Hallabaloo, or should I say, thank you very much. <laughs> Welcome to Hallabaloo on this spooky night. Come on in and have a bite on the neck. <laughs> I think you've got a few bats in it's your Mummy's running late. He goes wrap up in his tomb. And the ghosts say boo. It's a hallelujah. You're gonna be there too. I love you though. I was at the top of my anatomy class. I can find a vein on anybody. <laughs> Who put steak on the buffet? I specifically said no steak on the buffet! Oh, it's not like a little steak will kill you. No, a steak will literally fucking kill me! That is the one thing that will fucking kill a Dracula, is a steak! That's the fucking fact! How could you not know this? Do you live under a rock? Why, yes I do. It's quite an ice rock, might I add. The sun is rising and our hallelujah is coming to an end. We hope you made some oogie friends. What do you mean, friends? I think you mean to say... It's a hallelujah! <laughs> and a ghost It's a hallelujah! You're gonna be there too! This boogieing has loosened the nuts in my head.
man. Get down from my couch, you bad boy. You'll be sleeping in the wolf house tonight. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of metal and monsters of rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thank you, hell. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, but I did get the flarp warmed up. And uh, before, I think maybe we'll set this up. Because Rain, did you get that? Did you get that story? Uh, did you find that story? The... Oh. 
the uh, yeah the, I, I sent it to you oh yeah well it's in our it's in our chat um i, I just wondered if, if you pulled that up i didn't want to steal your thunder you know oh really <laughs> really steal my so. thunder <laughs> uh if you want me to read it i'll, I'll be i'll, I'll no, be more no, than you go you go ken all right so i'll ken, be more than happy to read this uh, but oh, it's oh, your energy. It's, it's out. It's just out. whatever gas you need to push whatever the fuel, show forward. whatever fuel I need for the fire. Uh, yes, yes. And uh, of course, uh, uh, Joe Sand didn't start the fire. No, it was always Putin since the world was tootin'. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, oh. I, actually, I have two stories. Two stories. I think we have time time for both of these because these are actually both fart centric. Um, and, uh, the first one, um, <laughs> oh, let me find that. Uh, I, I haven't, I haven't done this in a while. Uh, uh, the Steve Bannon. Oh, oh, Steve Bannon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here's a, uh, uh, Steve Bannon. Uh, this is, this is how we set up Steve Bannon on the show. Hey, hey, huh? Mm. Oh, hey. Oh my god. Yeah, there you go. Steve Bannon, everybody. <laughs> Name that movie, Bobber. That's a, a weird science. That was a chat from Weird Science. You know, actually now that we're we're doing this, we should I should probably see what Flarp sounds like. Uh pitched down. Yeah, pitch down with some reverb. I want to see. Let me make sure I, I got this right. I, I really, I tried to do this last show, but I couldn't get the flarp warmed up. But I think it's 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 in good form tonight. Let's give it a shot. You need to rub it harder, Ken. <laughs> Not so good. Seriously, I don't rub the flarp rain. Well, maybe that's a problem. I I don't know. Alright, well this 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 Steve Bannon story also falls under the the <laughs> this Steve Bannon story also falls under the, the Tobias Funke clause, which is There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. All right, so Joe DiPaolo over at Mediaite posts, uh, uh, writes the story. Steve, Steve Bannon gets roasted for delivering speech to just 38 people like a bad SNL skit. <laughs> hey, and again, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens! 14 months ago, Steve Bannon had a key job in the White House, chief strategist for Trump. Now, he's giving speeches to just a handful of people. Bannon on Monday night spoke on Staten Island in New York at a screening of his documentary, Trump at War. According to the New York Daily News... Wait, 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 wait. Staten fucking Island? Yeah, and he couldn't get more than 38 people. Uh, uh, well, I'm surprised he got that much. Still, I mean, but in the surrounding area... Well, Staten Island's surrounded Staten by water. <laughs> well, there are bridges. There are bridges as well. I'm not kidding. There's the Staten Island Ferry. 
Yeah, well, they could have ferried. They yeah, no, it's, a bit, it's a big dump. It's a you know with, 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 with mafia folks. You know, they could have ferried people in. Maybe some you know some swamp some sea creatures could have joined. But anyway, um, so there's no bridges to Staten Island. Staten it's just ferries. It's just ferries. No bridges. No, pretty much. There's the Verrazano Narrows, which kind of crosses over Staten Island. Look, I'm not trying to knock Staten Island, but. I just don't know the geography that Staten way. Island is also not the most progressive part of New York City. So the fact that he got 38 people. Yeah. I'm telling you, that means he couldn't draw people in from Jersey or Manhattan or Brooklyn or Queens. So he got he, 30. It, it, it would be the equivalent of him like holding, I don't know, an Amway convention. So you're saying that, <laughs> call back, so you're saying you'd have a better shot at drawing flies. Yes. Quite honestly. Oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> Quite honestly, Bob is right. Staten Island used to be known as like the landfill of New York. Wow. I'm so, not kidding. You all can Google it. Go do a Goo Goo Church. Google no. Arthur Kill. Arthur yeah. Kill. Go do so, a Google so, Church. So Google and Church on the internet. Go ahead, Bobber. So, so Bannon shows up and everyone's like, oh, what's that smell? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much that. It's like, oh, yeah, we, I thought we got rid of the Arthur Kill landfill. And now Bannon's here. So, um, but anyway, anyway, this is uh, this is the the rest of the story. It says the news report that Bannon's uh, uh, the news reports that Bannon said he didn't mind the sparse turnout. You want grassroots leaders? Bannon said, according to the news, you don't need massive events. Dear God. Well, okay. <laughs> Thirty-eight people's not an event. 38 people is a housewarming party. No, 38 people is like, hey, we have timeshares to sell. I went to we a graduation more, party. people at with, a barbecue party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went to a graduation party with uh, twice the people. You know, twice the amount of people. Uh, so um, uh, it says, um, let me see, uh, a massive event this was not. And Twitter noticed the former White House chief strategist was roasted um for the puny crowds crowd size uh it says this looks like the recruitment meeting for a pyramid scheme to sell catheters <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> from from God just damn it yes just you know, dweck ask you, what is up with the catheters so we watch tv there's all these commercials for catheters i don't I'm know man you know what you know what bob next time we go to staten island I'll show you. Andy Richter, Andy Richter, this is great from Conan. Um, put uh, a whole room of <laughs> a whole room full of lunch counter ruiners. <laughs> At our schoolie, Steve Bannon on Staten Island sounds like the title of a scathing Esquire profile. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, Stuart uh, at Stuart. St Stuart P. St at Stuart P. Stevens. Later, he'll be holding an after party in a van down by the river. In a van down by the river. <laughs> uh, 
Fred Wellman. I'm and, not kidding when I tell you that Staten yeah. Island is probably the most conservative of all of the New York yeah. City boroughs. Oh, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, you know, I I, I think I, I've heard something to that so, effect uh, from other folks. Um, and then 38 people. They were probably expecting. You know, can you at least give us some knishes? <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> someone uh, at uh, Desi Jed at Desi Jed put this picture smells like Paul Malls and cirrhosis. <laughs> uh, at Eric F. Phillips, there are three times as many people in a single rush hour subway car. <laughs> Staten Island doesn't even have a fucking subway. Um, I'm sorry. I'm not, now. I'm no, it's okay. Uh, it's Island. all right. That's all right. So, but anyway, yeah. So Steve Bannon, uh, just Staten so everybody Island knows, Island is so th- Staten is, Island that they had to make the Staten Island ferry free. This is great. Well, yeah. That that there you go. Um, but no, this is. You have to love this because once somebody's done with the Trump administration, people won't care. You know, it's like we thought all these people might be powerhouses once they were in, you know, and now nobody cares about them. Everybody stood up for them. Everybody stood up for them. Everybody loved them back when they were serving the administration. And now nobody fucking cares. They, they they get there. They go there. They get the the, the Trump taint and, and then they're persona non grata after that. Yep. Everything I mean, they can pretty much rule. Yeah, yeah, everything he touches turns to shit. Yeah, he's he's got the. Uh, I, I just I I, I this, this story is so magnificent for me. Good, good. The fact that Steve Bannon, he I don't know what where was it? Was it like a I I don't even know. A Hampton Inn. Thirty eight people showed up, which meant <laughs> nobody wanted to come from Queens, the Bronx, Manhattan. Or Jersey. Nobody wanted to come from any place else to see him. 38 people. And that doesn't... That's that's magnificent. That's only 38 people from Staten Island. Which means every one of those people walked there. Or, or, you know, had the... uh, What do you call that? The the, uh, public transit, uh, you know... No, no. If it's 38, they walked. (laughs) They well, I don't know. Looking, so, they were looking for hors d'oeuvres. Oh, yeah. They, they were, were probably. For- <laughs> well, some of them look like they had to probably be uh, lowered down with their walkers or something from a van. Jesus. Oh, so. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I, it was a pretty. It was, I, he, was, he, he was in the White House. I, we had to go see him. There were like two Cretans in there with MAGA hats, too. It was the 38 people in Staten Island who believed in Bannon. That's it. Yeah. All right, uh, all right. So this is the next My shitty God. story we Sorry we need to get to before Mad Libs. It's okay. Uh, but now Rain Rain share, share this with everybody. This is great from the Associated Press uh, via WJLA out of Washington D.C. Are you guys ready for this? Are y'all ready for this? Man whose flatulence ended police interview pleads guilty. Don't do a go- oh wait, sorry. Hit the wrong button there. That's right. From the Associated Press, uh, Kansas City, Missouri, a man whose excessive flatulence forced a police detective to cut short in interrogation. (laughs) To cut short after the cheese was cut. Um, 
in interrogation, has pleaded guilty to federal gun and drug charges. Um, I'm assuming he probably pled guilty to, you know, uh, those drug charges. Bino was not one of those drugs that he had. I can almost guarantee you. Um, The Kansas City Star reports that 25-year-old Sean Sykes Jr. entered the plea uh, Monday. The charges stem from a police stop in uh, September in Kansas City, Missouri, in which officers found a backpack with guns and drugs. Sykes was a a passenger in the vehicle. A detective reported that when asked for his address, Sykes leaned to one side of his chair (laughs) and released a loud fart (laughs) before answering. Um, (laughs) Court documents say that Sykes continued to be flatulent. That's right. And the detective was forced to quickly end the interview. Sykes will be sentenced at a later date after a pre-sentence report is completed. And apparently, um, when they read him his Miranda rights, they didn't say you have the remain, you do not have the right to remain silent, but dead late. Um, and, uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine for a minute, how many of his silent, but deadlies. Well, Just think about that. All right, I, I want to remind everybody of a story I told last year. You remember when I won the chili cook-off and, uh, last year? <laughs> I came in first place, and uh, and I, w- I was debating whether or not to tell this story, but I'm going to tell again in case anybody wasn't here for it. Uh, but I ate all this crazy food and drank all this crazy beer, and Susan and I came home. She didn't drink. We, you know, we came home. We're in bed, and... Uh, I farted while she, while we were sleeping, and it smelled so bad. Susan got up and vomited. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> wow! So, kind of went something like this. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so, so oh my god! You remember that oh story, Rain? <laughs> so. I don't. It, Heather asked. Heather asked what the guy ate. I don't know. Do they have White Castle out there? Uh, is that? It could have been it. So Sue's probably identifies with these police officers. She probably does. She she has PTSD from that too. Actually, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to diminish PTSD. That's wrong. I'll, I'll buzz myself for that. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sue's went through that. I feel she's, your pain. I think she's pissed I off that I told the story. But I feel again. the pain. Hey, what are you saying? I, God, <laughs> I'm just standing with the sister. So, uh, so anyway, so there you go. I, 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 I farted. I had to walk out of a Costco just because bathroom of like, Just because of like eggs, beer, and cabbage at the same time. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't say anything, but you know what? The, the, the phrase, know. what crawled up your ass and died, is, is pretty common. Yeah. To who? <laughs> so, anyway, all right. We, we got to yeah, get to the. Thanks, we got we to do on. the Mad Libs. Do the Mad Libs. So. <laughs> uh, I just love the fact that the police officer's like, nope, this is over. This, this is interview is over. You can't, <laughs> can't do this anymore. <laughs> and, and, and to me, the best he part. You can't is, see what he's writing down because his eyes are watering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, the, the best part of it is the guy pled guilty. He's like, yeah, okay. 
But I'm did he guilty. plead guilty to uh, breaking wind and entering? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what he pled guilty to. He's going to jail. And you know God, what? I love that story so much. This is the first time that um, the tables have been turned and the arresting officers received the gas chamber. Gee, wow. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's funny. It is funny. It's dark. Funny, funny, but dark. So, yeah. It's like uh, the stain in his pants. But hey. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, ain't scrubbing that one out. Uh, okay, uh, Mad Libs. What did he eat? Anyway, I'm saying White Castle. White Castle. So, <laughs> okay. that'll do it. Those little onions and that it greasy. Could, it could be bad sushi. Could be. Could be. But, but my money's on White Castle. Something with onions. <laughs> Something with onions and garlic. It's always probably. onions. Onions and garlic. So anyway, let's go ahead and uh, do Mad Libs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. <laughs> oh, God bless Mad Libs. All right, we just need a few words to fill these out so rain we'll start with you give me a type of animal please um mole mole okay and bobber i need an adjective sir an adjective um hmm uh foul foul it is and uh oh actually i should spell that right not like a bird (laughs) f-o-u-l that would be a noun the other way uh rain part of the body plural sphincter sphincters well if you got two that you're wow i said one it was a sphincter well part of the body plural so i made it sphincters oh okay um no, it's okay. It could pertain to multiple individuals too, not just one person. Okay. So okay, um, okay. Thank you, that's Bob. That's right. Oops. A- oops. Adverb, uh, Bobber. A- adverb. Um, Everybody's favorite on this show. Everybody's just sitting on the edge of their seats, waiting I for an hate adverb. Adverbs. I hate them. Everybody does. <laughs> I even uh, am not that fond of them. Crudely. Crudely. See, that's a nice one. He crudely pooted in front of the officers. Um, <laughs> Most foul. Like yeah, seriously. With all that flatulence, he never had a shart? We don't know that. The The story did not detail that aspect of it. That aspect of it. <laughs> all right, Rain, an, an adjective. Just, but you got to the bottom of it sooner or later. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, my goodness. Adjective, Rain. Oh, you just kind of uh, <laughs> stinky, stinky. Actually, that's an adverb. Oh, yeah. god damn it! All right, All right Bobber. What was it? Stink. You said stinkily. I put down stinky because that's an adjective. Okay, thank so. you, uh, Bobber. Also an adjective, sir. <laughs> I just think it's funny. You hate adverbs so much, and you, you popped out with an adverb. Um, okay, whatever. Adjective. Uh, another one, huh? Um, we got, yeah. Sometimes this show turns into, like, match game. See? Um, can I make a word up? 
for an adjective? Yeah, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Flarpish. Flarpish. I like it. Uh, all right, rain. Unfortunately, another adjective. Think of an adverb. <laughs> adjective. <laughs> Poopy. Mm. Already been done. God damn it! All right. Poopies. So it's it ends with a Y, right? You could say you just said God damn it. You could say damned. That's an adjective. I'm not going to give you that word. All right, go ahead. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What were you saying anyway? No, I don't know. Poopy. Okay, damned. All right. I like damned. Um, he, see, I hate I, the I, adjectives and the adverbs. I, I know the you do. Right, we're almost done. We're almost done. Uh, Bobber, verb ending in ing. Uh, what ending? Verb. A verb ending in ing. Um, sharding. <laughs> you're you're all about the charts tonight. That's good. Well, you know that last story. You know we had to put an upswing on things. You know, make. Oh yeah. It's so dark. Also, I think we need a little lightness and light, so lightness, the, lightness and frothiness. Oh yeah, no! So is all the poopies talk. All right, Rain, you get the final one for our unholy trinity of Mad Libs tonight. Uh, plural noun. Oh, feces. Feces. Right. If it's plural, is the feci? Uh, no. no, feces is feces. <laughs> Feces is feces is feces. A feces by any other name. Uh, I think I bag of feces feces. All right. Uh, what what voice would you like me to do this first one in, uh, you two? Do you want me to do the, the devil, the guy in the megaphone, um, Jared Kushner? Uh, the Whatever little... you think is appropriate for that. The... We'll just do, we'll do Jared yeah. Kushner for the first one. I'm going to go with Kushner. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll try and do the Kush on this one. So the Kush. Uh, that sounds okay. like poop. Uh, here we go, everyone. This is Jared Kushner reading Mad Libs on Turn Up the Night. Where? Why is my audio? There. <laughs> you sound like Jared Kushner has a chest cold. Okay. Who's there? This is from. <laughs> This is from Night of the Living Mad Libs. You know, because Halloween is coming up and stuff. One night, I was sitting alone in my horrible house, sipping a cup of vodka as I read from an old penis. Oh. Don't save penis in this house! None of this surprises me so far. Suddenly, there was a wormy noise coming from the boner. Oh. <laughs> the boner. This just made me cringe. Oh, 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 this next line. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The hair on the back of my vagina said straight up. <laughs> What? Oh my god. What? What? <laughs> and <laughs> And I got mole bumps all over my body. So yeah, so the hair on the back of Jared Kushner's vagina stood straight up. Just so everybody knows. And he I got didn't... mole bumps? And he got mole bumps. 
Molly, molly, molly. Let's see. Let's see what else. <laughs> let's see what else Jared has to say in this uh, Mad Lib here. Then I remembered this Nazi was supposed to be haunted. Someone or something was down in the rum. I heard clanking road trips as if a beer were being dragged across the floor of the gin. <laughs> okay, somebody really wanted to talk about liquor tonight because I got so many booze. <laughs> Thanks for this. Anyway. Um, oh, that, this also sounds like it could be about Kushner in this next one here. Um, the room suddenly became snivelly and cold. Ooh. <laughs> A big white whiskey floated right through the door. I nearly lied in my point in my pants. <laughs> what is happening? Speak speaking in a foul voice, the ghost said something I'll never forget. If I live to be sixty-nine, I've just come from the bathroom and you're out of bourbon paper. <laughs> Ooh. We got a lot of liquor okay. references in there. Yeah, one, what's so. what's with that? I don't know. That was I forget who was putting those in there, but somebody was putting them in there. Uh, it was good. All right, the next one, uh, we'll just do keep going with Jared. Four sure signs. Four Jared. sure signs. Yeah. He went it's to Jared. Jared. Yeah, he went <laughs> to Jared. When Kenny Pick needed a voice for Mad Libs, where did he go? He went to Jared. Jared. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Next one. Four sure signs. Now let's discuss the squirrely traits of four more Zodiac Ted Cruz's balls. Or Zodiac colors. <laughs> Instead of Zodiac symbols, Zodiac Ted Cruz's balls. Aries, Aries, March 21st to April 19th are very poopy lovers. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> if you flatter their bottle openers or tell them that they have a splendid schnapps, they are, com they are capable of deep affection. Although they are generous and nerdy. Don't challenge them, or you'll wind up behind the pissed ball. It's wow. Eight, set of eight ball, for, pissed, pissed ball. For what, for, for what it's worth, I'm an Aries. <laughs> well, now, Jer oh, now you can blame this all on Jared Kushner right now for this. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I kind of wish you could read this like Ted Cruz. Um... I, really I might be able it. to. I might be able to. I'm, I might be able to read it like Ted Cruz. Maybe, 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 oh. maybe. I'm trying to, trying, trying uh, to get my weird Texas. No, I don't. I don't know. I can't. Right. I just can't. Sorry. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, I'm we're sorry. Just keep going. No, it's all right. Uh, I just started. I had a meltdown there. Uh, oh, go sorry. on. Now, back to Jared. Back to Jared. Okay. Come on, so Jared. So I think we need to go back to Jared. There it is. Uh, people born under the sign of Taurus, May twentieth, uh, April twentieth, and May twentieth, are calm, honest, frank, and shitty. <laughs> 
poo- we got poopy and shitty in the same one. Oh, Taurus, that's that's the bull, so that would make them bull shitty. They are sinister thinkers. Their sphincters are crudely planted on the shot glass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink that. <laughs> it's Santorum. It tastes like shit. <laughs> it's Santorum. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is me, Gemini's. Me and Susan, Gemini's. May twenty-first, uh, June twenty-first. Have a f- have flarpish brains, and are interested <laughs> in, and are interested in scientific drinking games. Oh, while very romantic and stinky, they are also practical and damned. <laughs> Their main goal in life is to make a great deal of tequilas. <laughs> Again with the booze, folks. What's going on? And, uh... All right. What is with the booze tonight? It's Tuesday, people. Those born under the sign of cancer, June 22nd to July 22nd, have intense quarters and are... And often have enormous devil's triangles. <laughs> oh. oh. They are uncontrollable hey. boofs. <laughs> oh. Oh, really? And oh, can shit, fly man. off the cooler at the drop of a bullshit. Wow. Yeah. All right, we're running over. We got to get through this last one here. So I'm Jared Kushner, and I will read this final Mad Lib for everyone out there so you can appreciate me just like Daddy Donald will. Daddy-in-law. Daddy, well, I call I call. It's not him, even his real daddy. I That's... call him Special oh, Daddy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this one's called 1-800-PSYCHIC. Psychics are tiny hands who are sensitive to the supernatural forces in this evil world. It's believed that psychics can predict such things as the name of the beer pong you are going to marry. Or what your mom is sharding for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa-wee! Mom, you shouldn't (laughs) <laughs> if you want to talk about a d- oh I like this oh my God. Uh, if you want to talk to a dead nationalist <laughs> Ooh. Or, or dearly departed little chubby <laughs> a psychic can arrange a seance oh everyone sits around a fat Donnie in an oily room and the psychic goes into an ass and contacts the spirit of your filthy relative (laughs) oh so that's how we get rid of the nationalist i think so psychics also use their abilities to help police catch spicy meatballs Today, you can watch psychics on vile television and call in for information which will help you solve your feces. There you go, folks. That's the Jared Kushner installment of Mad Libs. So, oh, 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 oh. 
I dropped Madlib's books on the floor. Oh. So, why'd you do that, Ken? <laughs> That's kind of my favorite thing to do is just... Because those controls are so smooth. It's so smooth on what you can do with your eyes. I haven't abused it tonight. Uh, I don't think so. Well, it's recovering from last Friday because you beat the shit out of it. Did and we made sweet, sweet love. You spanked it like a big old penis. <laughs> what we say? Don't say penis in this house. Yes. So, anyway, all right. Let's go ahead and get that music stopped uh, and wrap things up right now. All right, parting shots. Which one of you wants to go first? Uh, Rain, you got something for everybody? I, I don't have anything right now. All right, Bobber, <clears throat> why don't you go first, and then uh, maybe Rain will uh, think of one before uh, you're done talking. <laughs> um, before you're done talking, son. <laughs> I just became some kind of creepy old little southern gentleman with a with a affectation to not pronounce his R's very good. I swear to God, I think that's that's Lindsey Graham's father. <laughs> Beauregard, you get your bones over here, boy. <laughs> yes, Daddy. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> what um, I tell you about staying up to all hours of the night? <laughs> no, no fanfic. No, no Lindsey Graham and Pappy fanfic. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, end it now. Kill it before it lays eggs. So, <laughs> all right, Bobber, what you got? So, I guess my parting shot is that I'm I'm kind of glad that the media and even well the media is is isn't sitting back and letting Trump own the narrative on what's going on with Turkey and with what's going on. <clears throat> with regards to uh, Honduras and and Mexico, you know they're finally, um, uh, yeah, I know, and I know they stand up to him, but they're really standing up to him this time and, and calling. And instead of, you know, just um, it's such blatant bullshit. Saying, I don't think they have a they don't have you know trying try to play both sides. They're saying you know show it show us the facts. You know just show us the mm -hmm. facts and and then. The Trump administration's gotten on, so they're they're floundering. And I mean, even Shep Smith on Fox News, you know, is uh, calling yeah. him out on it. Yeah, I gotta so, say, Shep, I, I, Shep, I, I, we need to I'm get him glad, out of there. Yeah, I'm glad to see that that ha happening. And uh, with two weeks to go, exactly two weeks before election day, I'm hoping that people are paying attention. Me too. Me too. Because I think there's been some real strategic fumbles in the uh, with the liars in in the White House right now, and um, I think regular folks are. Uh, oh, if you missed it, Fox and Friends had a two minute segment on independent voters the other day. <laughs> they really care. <laughs> I meant to get that audio. Maybe I'll have that for Friday. Steve Ducey seemed really uncomfortable, so. Why aren't you praising Trump? <laughs> anyway, uh, Rain, you got something for us? And thank you, Bobber. Uh, sure. Good words, good words. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with what Bobber said, is that there seems to be pushback, especially when it comes to Khashoggi's death. Yeah. There really does. I don't watch Fox News, but I do listen to, I don't have cable anymore, so I yes. listen. But, you know, there seems to be some serious pushback here, where, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's like, this is not credible. Nothing that the the Trump administration is saying, you know, from from the point where it's like, well, yeah, um, yeah, I believe what Saudis say, and yeah. now now we're kind of faced with the fact that Turkey very well may have parts of this dude's body. Yeah, I don't I don't know what Trump is going to do, but the bottom line is that there there's pushback, and there's pushback because this was a journalist, and it seems to me finally. They're not letting go of a story. Finally. Oh, just, yeah. They're not going to let it go. This guy wasn't just killed. He, As we talked about on the show earlier, his, his lookalike was wearing his clothes, which meant he was stripped. And yeah. if, if Sky News is correct, and I really want it to be corroborated by another source. Sure. But if Sky News is correct, his face was sawed off. Oh Jesus what? Christ! Yes. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm sorry wow. to do that, but no, no, it's and, all right. It's all right, but yeah, we, we. It's it's that bad. I mean, it's to me, it's that bad. This is a guy who spoke out against Saudi Arabia and went to Turkey. Mm-hmm. I know it just sounded like Hillary. No, Turkey, no, no. Go ahead. To get to get paper to get the paper so he could marry his fiance. Yeah, they simple as him. that. They fucking as killed that. him. And Donald Trump is now siding with the Saudi Arabians. Yeah. The same people who took down took down the towers in Well, New York you know, in the harshest words he said about 9/11. it, the, the harshest words Trump said about it is it was foolish and stupid. Foolish and stupid is drinking too many daiquiris and puking them up on your shoes. Foolish yeah. and, you know, barbaric, inhumane, and criminal and murderous is what the yes. Saudis did. And they won't use any of that. So, you know who's worse at adjectives than, than us on Turn Up the Night? The Trump oh, administration. Not you Foolish guys, and me. stupid. Not everybody is a big it's, adjective. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's a yeah. story that has bothered me for a while, and it really yeah. does bother me. This, 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 oh, yeah, soul, yeah. this guy... Well, and again, this. this was the this was the the kind of story that I usually pull back on when it first comes out, and then we get the flood of information. And again, it's still coming out right now. So, uh, but on that note, we're almost and, fifty. And we're Jared, almost fifteen minutes old. Jared over. and and the Crown Prince—they're just young yeah. guys who are kind of friends. Yeah, now the I'm Clown gonna... Prince and the Clownier Prince. Yeah, you decide which is which. Um, happy Tuesday, everybody. Yeah, happy Tuesday. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. Uh, Joe will be back. Bobber will be here as well. Like I said, double dose of Bobber this week, everybody. And hopefully, with any luck, we'll have a little bit of a little bit more Halloweeny type stuff for everybody on Friday. Um, and uh, yeah, ooh, spooky maguki, uh, whatever. Uh, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up right now. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll see everybody on Friday. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities.
On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm a nationalist, okay? No shit.